Welcome to the to the Mike and Matt show. Oh, we're just going in like that. I was waiting. Where's my music? I don't have it. This is this is bullshit. <laughs> Here's my music. There it is. They, to avoid copyright, from now on, I'm starting the show with chopsticks. Just <laughs> terrible, like poor man's guitar hero sort of thing. It's uh, it's uh, chopsticks. And it's the only song that isn't copyrighted in the world. If you, I mean, if you do YouTube, they, they, they're going to they're gonna not monetize anything you put up that has anything in there. Can you play chopsticks on a legit piano? No, I can't. Me either. No, I don't even know how to do chopsticks. It's a Mike and Matt show. Sorry for that horrible introduction. That was great. I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, we, you know, we, we the do hype. All, we do all this show prep, Matt. <laughs> we were speaking about how we, you know, we labor over the Mike and Matt show. For hours and hours. And yet here we are, playing chopsticks still is the intro. And I ruin it with that after my hours. Yeah. I, that's what I told Matt. I was like, that's why I like to show. It's like, it's easy. Yeah, I mean, here we are. A piece of cake, man. How are you? I mean, I guess if we were doing, you know, like, you know, like five days a week, we'd have to put some, stuff, some work into it. Yeah, we'd put a little more effort in there. I don't, but hey, why? Well, I mean, why? When, it, when it, just, it just comes natural, buddy. It's true. I mean, look, there was a, there's been some radio personalities I've known that just literally roll in at showtime and roll out right after the show and don't think about it for the rest of the day. It's true. And just move on with their life. So it's, it's kind of cool. It's, I mean, he was, he was a natural. So let me ask you a question. Please do, Matt. Please do. Is it your birthday today? Oh, he's like, I don't, you know, I'm not a big, like, I'm, it's my birthday guy, but yes, it is my birthday. Happy birthday. Well, thank you. I wasn't sure. And I what s- better present than you come on over here to do the Matt and Mike show? I was not, well, I, don't, I wasn't sure if it was or not, um, because again, you didn't like, it's not like an announcement or anything, and even on my, on my Facebook, like, it doesn't say it's your birthday today, so I don't really know, and I don't know how you like birthdays or don't like birthdays, and... I'm fine with birthdays. I'm not a big, like, I'm not, I think it's my birthday week. Or it's my birthday when I'm, you know, Donna's like, you want me to get, you know, I'll go deliver for you today because it's your birthday. I was like, no, you just stay home. Just Donna, so nothing changed today. You did everything, everything the same exact way. Completely the same way. And, and God, I, I feel terrible because I was going to get you a gift, right? But then I was running late. so <laughs> <laughs> I was running late too, so that's fine. But if I was going to get you a gift, it would have been lotto tickets because to me, that's like the best gift. Like when somebody gives you lotto tickets, it's like, oh, oh thanks. Yeah. I've, got, I've got a real shot here. And then you know. I mean it's good yeah and and it, you never win nobody ever wins with these birthday or these gift lottos and if you did it'd probably be it just lead, you'd lead to the um breakup of your friendship Oh, cuz they'd yeah. want half or they'd be yeah, like oh I bought you that ticket Yeah I bought you that ticket man how yeah congratulations yeah thanks and you know give them nothing I mean it would be weird if you if you won a million dollars on a scratcher I gave you I mean I'm not I wouldn't come back at you and, oh but what I like a you know, yeah. bring me off a little piece. Little finder, a little, nice. little finder's fee there. Yeah. You think so? See, well, how much? Okay, so you buy me for my birthday. Yeah. Today, you come over. Which it, I, let's say I it's thought, a $20 ticket. Thought, That's what is yeah. my intention it would be. A, a scratch off or a... a scratch. Okay. Yeah, I, was, I was, kind of thought you would. But... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I told you I was running late. So you get the scratcher and it's like a million dollar scratcher. I'm like, holy crap, it's a million dollar scratcher. How much, like, if how much am I going to give you, and how much are you going to come up with your number in your mind? Okay, well, immediately you're getting taxed on it, right? So it's not like it's not even like I could ask for a quarter of it because you're you're getting taxed 
It's probably you get probably seven fifty six seven hundred seven seven fifty. Okay. Yeah, let's call it seven fifty. Seven fifty. Okay, so I got seven fifty. How much am I going to give the guy who got me the scratch off? I would. I mean, it's a good question. I would like a hundred thousand dollars. I think that would be nice. Oh, okay. Is that a little much? I was thinking like a, a little f- stiff. I was thinking a fifty spot. <laughs> I'm thinking a 50 spot. <laughs> well, and, and again, this is where the negotiations start. Uh, I'll get my attorney involved. We know how well that worked so, out last so time. So you're going to give me 100, 100, 100 Gs? Were you going to give me 100 Gs? No, you would, you would get the ticket. No, I'm saying what if I – and then I, I want to know how much you would give me if I gave you the ticket. What would you, you want? you want a million. What would you expect? What, what's fair oh, would, in your world? See, I think I've, I wouldn't be expecting a lot. I would I mean, like you say, seven hundred thousand. That's not like that ain't retirement money anymore. That's you know. That's just not be, not having would, to work so as hard. I wouldn't money. expect a big chunk of it, but a ten or a twenty, you know, G's would be. Oh would yeah. be great. Twenty five G's would be greatly appreciated. Uh, uh, so I, I would be like, dang, I wouldn't be like that cheap motherfucker didn't give me a hundred. Man, you give somebody a lotto ticket. It's theirs. It's theirs, and if they're gracious and they they thank you and give you, you know, unless it's you know fifty bucks. It's true. You got it. You got it. That's it. That's the deal, right? I, I did win the lotto. Do you remember? I don't. I can't remember. Okay, so it was obviously a, a <laughs> long lot, time. The lotto, lotto. The, the the lotto, lotto. Now I didn't win the the all six numbers, but I won five out of six numbers, and I had all these tickets hanging around in my car, and they were just in my glove box or whatever. So one day I was checking them on the air, <laughs> commercial break. I don't know if you you don't remember this. I vaguely remember it. So I'm I'm checking them. I'm going, huh. All right. Well, this one looks kind of legit. Like, this is weird. Did I just win $12 million? Like, that'd be pretty cool. Like, all right. Yeah. So I, I call up uh, in the break. I, I call up Tosh and I go, hey, uh, can you? Mm-mm. Am I insane here? Because I don't want to say <laughs> yeah, something. Yeah, I mean, I'd be doing I'd have like two people, three people check it out because I'd be like, yeah, I don't want to be stupid and go. I think like twelve million. No, yeah, it was it was million jackass. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> so I, I, but but I did end up getting five or six numbers. Now, if I would have gotten six, all six numbers, it would have gotten me twelve million. Instead, yeah. I got nineteen thousand, which is such a huge it's discrepancy. Such a huge deal between the five and six. And then you go to cash in the lotto ticket, and they take taxes right there before they even cut you a check <laughs> like you you bring in the ticket and first let me tell you these lot of play, it was shifty looking <laughs> there was some characters outside and you're going are they just waiting i mean people to walk in who they think is that like the lotto payout office yes i mean why wouldn't you as a crooked well i'm gonna hang out at the lotto payout office today yeah it was gonna be 20 people coming in there coming out with you come out with a check? Yes, you come out with a check. check. So you, but you go in with the ticket, right? And they ask you driver's license and social security, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. And then you sit there for about 25 minutes and you got other degenerates in the office. Because you <laughs> can go there and buy tickets too. So there's just people oh. just scratching them off and they think they're going to have better luck because they're buying them from yeah. the lot of office, office, right? Like, oh, this is... And so there's those degenerates. And then, yeah, about 20 minutes later, they cut you a check with the taxes already taken out, and Dang. you walk away. So not what you walk out with? I think it was, about, I think it was just around 16000 after it was all said and done. That's not a bad, that's not a bad payday, though. I mean, it, was, it wasn't $12 million. Like, that's the thing I kept thinking about. If it, if it just had one more number, like, just, just kinda, one more it, number. Kinda, it almost ruins it. It did You're spoil like, it. Uh, 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 oh, I only won nineteen thousand. Yeah, and I'm there's, not, there's, I can't retire now. Yeah, and there's no big check. 
It's just a regular check. Regular old check. With taxes taken out. I mean, at that point in your life, 16K was probably pretty good, right? It was all right. I mean, I, you know, I'm not to, I, I know, it sounds snobby to say. It's okay. It was a nice, a nice surprise. But yeah. again, I can't shake the 12 million. Though. 12 million. 12 million is, yeah. It would have been. You're retired. Things would have been different. <laughs> you're done, man. Yeah, yeah, a lot different. A lot different. A lot di- oh, God. 12 million. I would have packed my bags that day and. <clears throat> Said, see ya. And I said, uh, Mike, here's, you got my number. You call me. We'll keep in touch. Yeah. I probably even probably thinking about it. I probably would have given you something out of that. I think so. You would have. Oh, the, of the 12 million? Of the 12 million. <laughs> I wouldn't expect it. I know you wouldn't. Have, <laughs> but I would have. I think I would have probably given you yeah, not, yeah, you sound, something. Sound like our old boss. If I want a lot of I would give everybody here a million dollars. <laughs> Well, I wouldn't have given you a million, but I would have given you something. You know, maybe like pay off your car or something like that. I appreciate that. But then if you do that for one person, then everybody comes out of the woodwork. Uh, yeah. That, you got to go into hiding, basically. Oh, my God. Because, you know, just think about people dinging you for tickets when you were, you know, you're in the, in the radio business. How about people dinging you when you got $12 million? Hey, brother. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm down on my luck, man. Come on, buddy. But then you have to explain, my buddy. Them, well, look, it wasn't really twelve million. I got taxed on it. It's only nine million. Oh. And they go, yeah, but you got nine million dollars. And honestly, I feel like I could have retired off of that easily. But oh, if, if so. you win a million dollar jackpot, there's no way. You just, I mean, you'd have to. It's hard pressed to retire off of that these days. I'm trying to think with, with the, you know, like the housing. Like you know, when like mortgages are through the roof, rents through the roof. This, especially in Florida, Florida, it's not going to stop because people keep moving there. Yeah, I mean, how do you, how do you get by when you retire, man? When you retire and you like you planned on this, but you didn't plan on take take ten percent of what you made, and that's gone just from inflation. Yes, you know, so that's it's got to be scary if you're getting ready to retire and you're like, oh wow, I didn't know it, I didn't know everything was going to cost. Ten times what it cost two years ago. It really does. I don't know if it keeps you up, but it, it worries me. It, it, like, I get worried about finances and, and retirements and all this stuff because nobody ever taught me anything about financial literacy. There yeah. was never anything, and um, there was never, gosh, how do I say it? There was never any guidance of going, hey, you should probably set up a 401k out of you know you're getting paid nobody ever told you anything right? i mean you probably did you were smarter than that you had your wife that was you know yeah i would we, imagine yeah. you guys we, set yourselves up well yeah we had you know like eventually we're like yeah i guess we'll get it 401k you know i think it's you know we better do it now and because yeah. we don't want to be destitute when we're old so yeah we you know we got that gimmick nobody told me that <laughs> so i started very late in that regard right yeah except for the 401k at the very beginning of when i started getting paid in radio with the other company mm-hmm. and they had profit sharing they i remember one year they, <laughs> they they gave me a check and they're like hey this is profit sharing i'm like whoa <laughs> what's this and that quickly went away yeah that like doesn't yeah. exist anymore profit sharing you know but but i i watched dave ramsey videos all the time and just listen to people mess up in life and, and i'm going okay how do i avoid this? exactly you know what i mean like i don't i, I just go all right what do i need for retirement they always go oh 15 down and all the baby steps so i do try to abide by it but yeah man nobody told me anything about retirement you gotta figure it out yourself i mean because you think you know as a young person you're like well you know when i get old you know hopefully i've got you know 
a couple hundred thousand dollars saved for my retirement. It's like, you got to have like a million. You know, nowadays, everybody lives till they're 80. Yes. So you're going to have to have 20 years of rent, clothing, food, insurance, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I think the latest thing I read was the average person feels comfortable retiring if they have $3 million. <laughs> Now, it used to be a million. Yeah. Right? Then it was 1.5. Now the new number is like $3 million. That's the magic number where somebody goes, all right, I feel like I don't have to work anymore if I've got that. Uh, and but is that even like if uh, you're, a, you know, say you're a plumber. I don't know how much plumbers make. Maybe they're making $80,000 a year. Okay. And you work for 20 years. Are you got? Does that put you $3 million in the IRA? <laughs> No, I don't think it does. Because you're only putting on, uh, you're maxing out typically your 401k with 15 yeah. percent of your your income, right? So 15 percent, and then the theory is it would double every seven years. If I'm thinking back to the Dave Ramsey solutions correctly, but even at that point, if it's doubling every seven years, you're still going to be behind the eight ball when it's all said and done. Like you're not getting a three million. It's gonna, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. See, you got Social Security. You know, knock on wood. You got Social Security. You can, li you can live on that Dude, three or four hundred dollars a week for the rest of your life. And then they tax you on it, right? I don't know. <laughs> they Do tax they? you on Are it. Are you sure? Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. I'm not positive. But I, I mean, I certainly could see it. It wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah, you wouldn't put it past them. Yeah, like, yeah, give us more of that money. Because yeah. you, you didn't pay taxes on it. You came right out of your check. So that was never, the income tax was never paid on the money you paid to Social Security. So then you got to get taxed on it somewhere, oh, right? Fucking shit. I never even thought of that. Yeah. Are you sure? I'm not sure. It's, it just seems like a, such a dick move. I mean, they, you know, usually they, they try to, to soften their dick moves. And by the way, you, you know, like your IRA, you know, uh, you know, I think you have to pay tax on it. Yes. You know? you, so that, yeah, but that's the deal. But you, yeah. I, now you can do a Roth. And I think the Roth you can do, you know, you can get you know, pre-tax or whatever. You can take, get the taxes taken out ahead of time. So whatever, whenever you decide to withdraw from it, it's yours, right? Like you're yeah, getting yeah. that amount. But yeah, as far as your just regular 401k, yeah, you got to pay taxes on that when you take it out. I'm just so confused by the way they try to screw you at every turn when you try to save money or try to, you know, and, and the government's, everybody's got their hands out. It's like it should be the opposite. The government should be wanting its populace to have a wonderfully well-funded retirement. But they're just, no, they don't give a shit. And they, they want say to make they it, want you to. They, they say they do, but they don't. And even going back to the stupid lotto, I know that, <clears throat> I, look, if the guy wins a billion-dollar jackpot... I know that a billion dollars is an excessive amount of money for one winner, but look, the guy should get the billion dollars. You shouldn't have to pay taxes on that winning. I just don't see, like, let that be the one that gets omitted from the system. They're not going to get that. Well, that's $300 million, buddy. And they didn't do a thing for it. Yeah. Nothing. They, they had no part of it. Zero. Then they can't wait. See, you could have done stuff with that money. They're just flushing down the toilet. Thanks. Thanks for the $300 million. They're I giving put, it to Ukraine. I got some in my pocket, some in Ukraine, and the rest I'm just flushing. How you like that? Yeah. And for what? They had nothing to do with it. But, yeah, I don't know. Well, what are we what are we getting into? Getting, I'm, I'm getting still into hoping to win the lotto one Dave, day. Dave Ramsey. You speak of Dave Ramsey. I remember he was on whatever station opposite of, of Ned when Ned did Afternoons on 98.7. Okay. And I knew he was a financial guy and he had no rating. But I, I declared war on Dave Ramsey. <laughs> Why? I, 
just because because he had billboards. Radio Wars! <laughs> because he had billboards up and I would call him the most horrible. Because he's a finance. So there's like nothing bad you can say about the financial guy. He's just an old guy telling you how to. And I was just calling him all kind of names. And every day I would just go off on Dave Ramsey. On Dave Ramsey? <laughs> you had an axe to grind I had, with? I had an axe to grind with Dave Ramsey. It's content. <laughs> I, that's pretty funny. I, oh, mean, I go off on Drew Garabo, too, a lot, too. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I, do, I play the, um, the what's the, uh, oh, my boy, not boys to men. It's nasty as we want to be. Two Life Crew. Two Life Crew, okay. What's the name of the pussy, the pussy caper? <laughs> I don't know that one. You know, you know. I know too Bubba's deal. Okay, all right, yeah, yeah. So I would play that, and I would talk, like, about Drew Garabo for, like, five minutes. And, you know, I would steal the old Bubba style, too. I would just, like, you know, sit there, for, and I'd say something that I might sit there for 15 seconds. Like, Brilliant! <laughs> like he would do. <laughs> oh, my God. And then, yeah, and then uh, we weren't on that station anymore. <laughs> Gee, I wonder why. Um, yeah, Garabo was, I like Garabo. I, you know, I, I really do. He, I used to see him at Publix a few times when we lived close to one another, and we'd chat and say hello and stuff like that. And then um, we texted a few times since then, but not much. I, I know he went through his cancer thing, which I, I'm glad he got through that, right? Yeah. Because uh, that's terrible. I mean, there's only like probably one person I wish, maybe two, two people I wish <laughs> that on. And Garabo's not one of them, you know. Anal cancer would be good to wish on someone, I think. Why? Is that a, is that a brutal just, one? It's just also embarrassing. Because everywhere you go, you go, I have... I have anal cancer. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta say the a word every Everybody's time. Everybody's thinking. I think uh, I tweeted uh, at Drew Garabo. He said something about you know he's always in, on the Twitter. He's one of those guys, you know. He's, he's on, quick. He's on the Twitter. No, he's going. You know, every day he's like, and it's great to be alive as a survivor. You know, for the rest of his life, he's like Mister Survivor. <laughs> it's like if I get cancer and survive, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go on with my life, and I'm never gonna mention it again. So I said something sarcastic. As I made a joke, you know, something about his can. He was like. Cancer, right? It's not a joking man. It might like it's like my dad died of dementia. I still joke about dementia, buddy. I it's probably a little sensitive of a topic. I mean, you get cancer, you go through chemotherapy, you go through all this stuff to get good, and then you're happy that life is you know shining yeah, sunlight of course, down of course on you. you are. So you're just spreading the gospel, and and there you are, there you are <laughs> so, so coming the, in. And telling him he's a dick because he's a he's he's happy to be alive. Come on! I just made a joke. Just made a joke. Just made a little joke about it. Well, you know, God, you know, hopefully you never get anal cancer, my friend. Hope oh, hopefully not, because it per- everybody thinks the first, you know, the first thing is like, you know, oh, I must have a lot of anal sex. That's true. <laughs> you know, Farrah Fawcett got anal cancer. Why'd you get anal cancer? What? Yeah, what? the only thought running was like, oh, so she likes anal. That's yeah, cool. Uh, like, that was it. You're right. Guess I kind of, yeah, but maybe I won't, you know, do that anal I was planning on tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's the, can- the cancer stats are like two out of four people in the next 10 years or something like that. That's what it's going to be up to of, of, of the chances of somebody getting cancer. It's pretty crazy. It's pretty extreme. Uh, I think it's the, it's, it's the food we eat. Just eating poison. Just eat, you know, corporations don't care, and they're just they're just poisoning the populace. It's slowly poisoning the populace. It's true. I was, you know, even drinking out of plastic bottles now. Like I'm trying not to do that it's because hard. of all the, the the leaching of plastics and all the stuff that comes out of it. But it's yeah, it's difficult because 
that's just way stuff's bottled, right? It's, it's easiest, it convenient, <clears throat> you know, I mean, cheapest like, I guess way. you could drink Perrier. Perrier every day. <laughs> if you got if you got an extra lotto ticket to burn, drink some, I don't even know. I don't know how much a Perrier is right now. You used to be able to get like water for eighty nine cents for for twelve ounces bottle. I well, bet it's two or two or three bucks now. Even this lovely sparkling water that we're drinking now mm. in our in our little mojitos, um, it's. I don't know what's in there. I have no idea what's in there. It could be terrible for us. Probably is, but it tastes like aspartame to me. Mm, uh, aspartame. Mm, mm, You're can- probably right. The delicious taste of cancer. <laughs> well, happy birthday. Back to, well, back to your birthday. Thank you. you know, my, my best birthday present was uh, Saturday when the Colorado Buffaloes got humiliated oh. by the Oregon Ducks. Humiliated. I was <laughs> loving it. And I was thinking of you the whole time, but I, I did uh, love the fact that they got few. I, I'm glad it wasn't close. Like it would have been worse if it was close. I'm glad yeah, it was a blowout. That's what I was looking for. Yeah, I, I knew I, you were. I, I normally don't like blowouts either. You know, I'm an, I, you know, I turn the game off. It's a blowout. But I was like, every touchdown, I was like, yeah, all right. Well, shove it up there. Yeah. And the word is now that all the coaches are sort of in cahoots because they all are sort of anti Dion, or not them all, but, but a few of them are going, hey, Let's all work together and figure out how to crush this guy. He's getting a little uh, too big for his britches. Let's all just get in cahoots and we'll share each other's playbooks and scattering reports and see what he's been up to. I think so. And then crush it's a him. team effort. And, you know, it's understandable because a lot of it is probably just business. When you think what they're thinking is, okay, so if you're a, a big superstar with a name, mm-hmm. you can go to a school and just recruit, and people are like, "Yeah, I want to play for Dion because he's prime time, he's superstar, and you can get the best best athletes in the country and take a program." You know, maybe not. You know, I mean, he may not end up doing that great this year, but you can certainly take it. Ele- he, they were one and eleven last year, and yeah. he elevated at times ten immediately because he brought in all these studs who wanted to play for Dion. Because the coaches are like, "No, we don't want a bunch of guys like Dion coming in the league. Yes. It takes us years to build a program." Like, I haven't been able to get Lil Wayne to do uh, to do the intro <laughs> to my game yet, right? Like, I mean, there it, you it, go. Master P's on the sidelines. Lil Wayne's doing intros. Like, you've got this 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 whole other allure around. Who it. wouldn't want to play there? It's you know, it's exciting if you're if you're a college if you're kid. A college kid, and I can't remember what decade it was but when pete carroll was at usc you know he would have snoop dogg come to practice he'd have all these high you know he was in hollywood usc southern california all these hollywood people come to practice these rappers so you, you know how easy is that to recruit when you're like you know get a call from snoop Dogg? No, hey man you want to come to usc you know people are like hell yeah i want to go to usc and meet snoop dogg yes so that's that was the same kind of deal except it wasn't him he just he was just happened to be in hollywood well, and it's true though, because also you know these players can switch in the in the portal and and say you know what, all right, I, I liked playing for this guy for a year, but boy, the grass looks a lot greener over it over in Colorado. Let's uh, see what's going on there and test the waters. Yep. So he could, I mean, he could, you know, he could win a national championship in like two or three years. It could happen. Which again, I wouldn't be mad at. But yeah, with that being said, I was glad to see him get blown out. It was fun. I was you know, fun. What who are they getting blown out by this week? What is it? USC? Oh, see, this, is, it, is it USC? See this? You know, this is another good one. USC is uh, the third. They, they're in the top five for sure. And the Caleb Williams high, their quarterback Heisman Trophy, you know, favorite. So I don't imagine Colorado's going to win the 
question is, can they make it competitive, or will they get their asses spanked again? So that's going to be interesting. Well, we all know what you want to have. Oh, just, just yes. I want who was it that scored seventy points? The Dolphins scored Dolphins. seventy points. I want a Dolphin type score, seventy to three. Did I don't know if, if it's true or not, but I, I heard the coach. I didn't watch the game, but like he didn't kick the extra point on one of them because he didn't want to embarrass them too bad. It would have, I guess, been the the biggest blowout of in the history. Yes, it would. No, since '66, the last time a team scored 70 points was 1966, which is what a long time, like 50, 60 years ago. That's a long ass time. So he. So on purpose, he didn't kick the extra no, point? He, at the, in the waning moments of the game, he did not go for a field goal. Mm. Like, you know, he just knelt because he's like, oh, come on. <laughs> that's, kind of a, that's kind of a dick move. It is, but that's, <laughs> that's kind of what you do. Like, that's the whole drive. Like, you know, that's the whole thing. How do you Mm-mm. keep – you got to keep that fire going, right? I would I would have totally gone for the – I mean, At least I, I, say yeah. that, I say that now, but if you're that head coach and God forbid you get fired and then two years from now, you're looking for a gig and Denver's going, I don't know. I remember what you did to us a couple of years ago, exactly. which is pretty rude. So then I guess you got to keep it, you know, the yeah. business relationships going. Plus that's like um, bulletin board material. Next time you play those guys, when you kick that field, you know, they mm. were pretty pissed about the 70 to nothing. <laughs> but when you made it 73 with eight seconds left, <laughs> they're like, I can't wait to go play those guys again. <laughs> meanwhile, who did? Meanwhile, on the on the other end of the spectrum, who did? Uh, wait, what was the team that Dion lost to this past weekend? Uh, Oregon, Oregon. So, and the halftime, the coach he goes, "We're not done yet." <laughs> it was like the complete opposite. Uh, Oregon's head coach is going, "Yeah, all right, yeah, yeah it's only halftime. We're not done yet. We're, yeah. we're gonna come back out." Uh, did you see his speech? I did not. Oh, okay. he, he was he was kind of like he didn't say anything. You know, he wasn't like the Colorado State coach who, you know, put his foot in his mouth and you know riled up the Buffaloes by insulting Dion ahead of time. But at, but at halftime or, or no, this was pregame and they mic'd him up. You know, they had the camera and everything. And he's going like, "These guys, this ain't Hollywood. These guys are playing for clicks. We're playing for wins." Oh, and he's you know he's saying all this stuff. That's great stuff. Well, that's good stuff. I mean, I wonder if you've got a speechwriter or if he's coming up with all these motivational <laughs> things himself. I mean, I even wonder that about Dion because Dion has some really slick, his presentation of the way he flows into some of those motivational sayings and speeches. Oh, he's good. Look, he's like a preacher. Yeah. I mean, he's that kind, you know, he's, you know, most preachers are frauds. Um, <laughs> just point that out. Dion, he, he just, um, what did he do? He just copyrighted. Of course he did. <laughs> of course he did. Why wouldn't what he? he? What did he copy? Let's see. He's just filed for multiple uh, trademarks. And let me see if I can find the. Uh... It's personal. Did he? Did he? Is oh, that what? one of them that I just read on there? I, I maybe I just. Oh, here it is. Saw it quickly. Uh, oh. Coach Prime. Okay. Prime Effect. Daddy Buck. Daddy Buck. It's personal. <laughs> Daddy there Cuck. was even more. <laughs> I swear there's more. I believe it. I mean, there's a couple in there that make sense. Daddy Buck is a weird one. Even Daddy Buck. Daddy Buck. Uh, uh, I was going to file uh, a trademark for Daddy Buck. Uh. See, I find that Google sucks. And if you want a video or something, you just go to Twitter usually. You it's true. Find, find it a lot better. X, please. How do you spell Dion? D-E-I-O-N? Oh, yeah. I think you call it, <laughs> you spell it S-H-I-T-H-E-A-D. <laughs> Trademark. Mm. He had some good ones. I sure saw this morning. Let's see if 
I can't blame him for trademark and stuff. Ain't nobody care. F around and find out. We keep receipts, pitbull and pumps, and working or twerking. Daddy cuck <laughs> and pitbull and pumps are two weird ones. Or daddy buck. Whatever. <laughs> daddy buck. Daddy buck and pitbull and pumps. I mean, can you trademark we keep receipts? When uh, and f around and find out when that's been you know that's not your saying, Dion. That's true. <laughs> yeah, he's just basically taking other people's stuff. I'll trademark that I'll too. Trade, I, you know, I got I, money to burn. I, I came up with that. That is kind of a dick move. I, I mean, and can you? I get you. I mean, why, why hasn't somebody? So if you can, like, I like number one on his list. His top priority is ain't nobody care. <laughs> ain't nobody care. That's the most grammatically incorrect trademark in the history of the world. <laughs> if I was the trademark commission, I'd be like, you know what? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Get the ain't nobody care. <laughs> like three random words. Um, I'm here to file for the Ebonics Trademark Commission. I got a few sayings that we like to uh, kick around the hood. One being ain't nobody don't care. Another one we call Pitbull and Pumps. What is that? A Pitbull and Pumps? I don't know. It's it's like he went to the Urban Dictionary and stole people's stuff out of there. Yes, I, I don't know. So, yeah, that, that was, you know, it's a happy birthday. I'm still on the Dion got his ass whipped high. I Man, speaking of football. So, well, it's hey, that's a good present for you. <laughs> it was. Uh, there's a couple. I found out a couple players live in my neighborhood. Okay. Couple, you know, Buccaneers, fairly, or? fairly well-known players. Yeah. Okay. And I don't, I don't want to call them because it's pointless for me to say it. It's, yeah. It doesn't. But I'll tell you who it is. You know, I'll write it down. But um, these guys are pretty premier names. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they are not picked up this season. And it's so weird to me because they're like 28 years old. <laughs> yeah. And it really does bring things into reality. And you go. Man, the sh- the shelf life on a lot of these players it is, it is not it, long. Because I look nope. at twenty eight is like wow, that's a baby, right? I said now I'm looking, you know, but twenty eight, yeah, and you're I, done. You're you may be done. That's that's the thing. And then you then you got to go the route. Now, okay, then you got to go down to the uh, USFL or whatever it is, or maybe to Canada. And you just work your way down, I think. I'm just trying, sure. just trying to get by. Which I am curious of why Kaepernick never did the Canadian League or something, right? Like he's just kind of been hanging around trying to land a gig, and nobody's gonna, nobody's hiring him. If if I was him, I would at least said, "All right, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm taking my talents to Canada, whatever." Yeah, I mean, it's so weird because like when he was, he took the San Francisco 49ers to the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and that season. You know, I wasn't like a huge uh, 49ers fan, so I was, you know, they were usually playing somebody, a lot of times they were playing somebody I was rooting for, so I was always rooting against him. And it was like, he was, all, he was always, you know, like scrambling and making this ridiculous stuff happen, and it's like, you know, we had him, we had him, the Ka- Kaepernick let him back and beat him. And then, you know, he was out of the league and nobody wanted to touch him. And, and everybody, like, well, not everybody, but everybody, most people thought he was a dick. Yeah, I mean, that was just yeah, the, I mean, I get, the way it was presented, most people thought he was a dick. Yeah, but it's it's like in this, you know, it, somebody who can lead a quarterback, I mean, a team to the Super Bowl is pretty rare. 
You can't say it's a fluke. I don't think it's a fluke to win enough games to get to the playoffs and then win three more games against the best teams in the league and then make it you know, to the ultimate game. I don't think that's a fluke. So it has to be just because they don't want the Kaepernick headache. Right, because you think exactly what you said, and you're telling me that he can't get a gig at all? That really does seem like a very concerted effort. Yeah, I mean, big you know, time. let's just call it, it is what it is. That is an effort by the league to keep the guy out. And that's not, that's just common sense, I feel like. I, I don't even know how you could argue with it at this point. What, to keep him out? Yeah. Yeah, who wants that like, headache? Like the people that go, well, he wasn't that good anyways. He's better than some of the scrubs that are second, third string on a lot of these for teams. Sure, for least. sure, for sure. It's like, I mean, you know, I, I mean, I, I'd say, hey, Kaepernick, you know, we, you know, we got you, we want you for backup, and you know, you may be able to work yourself in the starting position, but uh, not, you can't talk politics, and you can't be kneeling, you can't do none of that shit. I don't think that's going to work with him either. No, because then he would go, well, you're infringing on. Uh, He's uh, one of those guys. Yeah, and that's why you don't want him. He's and one of those like, oh, guys. Problematic employee. <laughs> you don't want the problematic employee. You Nobody don't. does. Nobody, Nobody wants. Does. Nobody wants that. Here, look. Let me show you the two. These are two guys that gotcha. live. You know. If you can read that, I can. Yeah. Well, see the one. Though I don't think the one on the top or the bottom. I think the one on the top is getting a little up there, isn't he? Twenty-eight. Are you sure? Twenty-eight. Wow. It seems like he's been around forever, but I guess he's only been around for four, four or five years. Isn't that weird? <clears throat> Yeah, but you especially especially in, in, in the NFL in, in that position, your shelf life across the board is almost always three years. Three years. Because you just get beat. I mean, you, every, you know, 30 times a game, you're and, getting somebody's tackling you hard. And then, <laughs> and then they try to, obviously, everybody's trying to screw everybody on contracts and money. That's the, the nature of the, the, the beast. But with that being said, I think football players get screwed a lot more in terms of, okay, they're backloading the deals and you're only getting yeah. a certain amount of money up front and then they cut you before you get your money. Like all that weird, it's just like funny business. They say, I mean, they say it's the only league where the salaries aren't guaranteed. Yeah, I mean, baseball guys. But it's like, it's like base, football is the one that needs to be guaranteed the most because it's the most dangerous and the most chance you're going to be at SOL after three years. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It, but it, yeah, it's, I mean, baseball, the, the, the guys I've known that have played and I've talked to them extensively about the whole salary thing, right? And all the guaranteed money and this, that, and the other. You will not find a baseball player. They know it's a joke. They know it's a joke. They're like, this is an obscene, <laughs> obscene amount of money for these guys. But it's guaranteed and you can't take it away. But nobody will cross those picket lines and go, you know what, guys? I think we're making too much here. You will, because they, it's like, it's almost like an ongoing joke of just this obscene amount of money that they can get and they will get. So nobody's going to cross those picket lines and go, you know, I don't, I don't need all that money or I don't, I don't need that guaranteed cash. I don't How did it get to be, how did it even get to be like this? Where you can, you know, you hear somebody, somebody signing a deal for like $300 million and you're like, that's more than a quarter billion dollars to play, you know, baseball. It's That's nuts. just insane. What was the, oh, God, Bobby Bonilla Day? You ever read about Bobby Bonilla Day? I know about who Bobby Bonilla is. Okay, Bobby Bonilla Day is something, oh, 
God, I'm gonna I'm gonna mess it up. I'm gonna say it wrong. <laughs> it's something to do with the contract that he signed a long time ago, like 25 years ago. Whatever. The, the, See the first guy to break the bank. Not break the bank. What but. he did was he took a deferred payment of some sort. He structured his deal where he said, "All right, I'll I'll, I'll give you a break this year, or whatever." but you have to pay me X amount of dollars for the next 50 years. So every year they celebrate Bobby Bonilla Day. And every year he gets a check for like a million dollars for not doing... I mean, think about how long yeah. it's been since he's played. Long ass time. Every year. It's Bobby Bonilla Day until like 2045 or something. He's smart. That's a smart move right there. It is It is. See, they genius. should almost like make... You know, a, a mandatory like, okay, you know, Johnny Manziel, the ultimate example. Okay, here's your, you know... I don't even remember how many millions you got. Here's your 20 million. We're yep. taking 2 million and we're putting it in the bank and you can get it in 20 years. And then in 20 years, he'd be going, thank God the NFL did that for me. Yes. If, I, if he lives that long. <laughs> okay. Benia last played for the Mets in 1999 and last played in the majors for the Cardinals in, in uh, 2001, but will be paid through 2035. He'll be <laughs> 72. Oh, sweet. <laughs> The payments stem from Bonilla's $5.9 million salary in the year 2000. The Mets released him that January, and because ownership believed that they would make a significant profit through their investments with Bernie Madoff, oh, it goes <laughs> Madoff, Madoff involved, what? they agreed to defer Bonilla's salary with 8% interest and spread it across 25 years from 2011 to 2035. So he just gets paid. It's a good businessman. So good, Most right? people, yeah. Amazing. They want that money now. They want that money now. Oh, God. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm happy that the NCAA players get, uh, I guess I'm happy that they're getting some money on endorsement deals and selling their names and all that stuff. I guess that's all right. I, mean, I don't know that much it, about it. It's hard. I, you know, I, I think both, but it's like, it's not college. It's not college football isn't what it used to be. It's, a, it's the, one of the biggest businesses, you know, you know, around. I mean, they're making billions. They're making billions. So you can't be making billions off young kids who are risking their health and giving them nothing peanuts peanuts yeah the scholarship is peanuts it's, it's you know and they, oh, you always have the people i hate these people <laughs> uh-oh <laughs> you know it's like you know they're getting a free education it's like screw you they want to play football they're making the university yeah. millions they should get compensated they're getting a mass comm degree so they're they just, can just get through this shit and attempt to make it to the nfl i mean i went to school college and i didn't you know I just went to went because, you know, just didn't have anything else to do. But if I was playing football, I would all I would want to just I just want to get a good enough grace <laughs> to play football. I right. wouldn't give a crap about, you know, there's some, you know, there's some guys who, you know, he, he got a Ph.D., you know, he's an offensive lineman. But everybody else is just wanting to play football. Dude, man. that's exactly how I feel about anybody playing at Harvard or Yale. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a second. <laughs> or Notre Dame, for that matter. Any of these. Ivy League schools. Highfalutin. I'm sitting there going, wait, you're going to try to be one of the best attorneys or doctors or whatever the country has to offer and play football, and you're going to do this all at the same time? Like Anybody that can d go to school at that level and play even, college football? I, came in I don't even understand it. It doesn't make any I sense. I can't comprehend that motivation. Yeah. You not, either I, don't love football that much or you like school too much. I don't. I can't figure out which. I mean, you, you know, football playing football at in, you know any level in Division One, which you know Harvard is, or they they one A. I can't remember. Yeah, I don't know. But um, 
that's a full-time gig. You know, you're practicing every day. You're traveling. Imagine, you know, you're, you're traveling. You're leaving Friday. You're coming, you know, then, then for two days, Monday, Tuesday, you can barely walk. You know, you're infirmed because you just got your, you know, if you ever, ever played football the day after the game, you're, you're, you know, you're super sore. That team is, it's got to be a real bummer on that uh, bus. Uh, it can't be, a, it stud- can't be a fun bus. Studying. <laughs> oh, in the locker room, there's, there's books. It can't be a fun bus. It can't be fun. All right, man. Woo, we beat Yale. You got to go out to the bar. No, I have a calculus exam tomorrow. Yeah, can't do that. (laughs) Are they, they, you know, are they just do like, you know, every university, if you know, you're a superstar and you're bringing in millions to the university, they're going to pass you. When's the last time you heard of anybody, top tier university player flunking out? Never. (laughs) <laughs> they're not, and you think they're all great students? No. Maybe they are. I mean, they got to be. They got into Yale. They got into Harvard. No, I'm, I'm just talking about regular. Oh, regular. Reg- they don't oh. flunk out of regular schools no. at all. And it's like. The whole rule of on. thumb is what? Not showing off, not falling behind. Just staying right in the center, man. Just, just, just be in there. Just be, just be in there. Murray used to go party with my buddies that lived up at like UF. And uh, the, the the names of the players escaped me, but whoever was playing college ball at the time at Gainesville, and these were, you know, some African-American guys that didn't grow up with means, right? Yeah. But yet they're driving <laughs> a brand new Impala sitting on like 24-inch rims, big sound systems, and clearly you know they're getting paid one way or the other. Right, like the the cash on some level was filtering down to some of these guys. A lot of university. I mean, Miami. Oh know, my God, the, the U back oh. in the eighties. Players were getting, you know, they weren't getting it from the university. They're, they're getting it from the, you know, with boosters. But then boosters, you see, man, and you see those documentaries about players, and they're like, going, "Hey, look, the guy wanted to take me out and take me shopping. What was I going to say? No, like I didn't know it was wrong. They, and even if you do know it's wrong, like." You're you're t- nineteen. You're, yeah, you're nineteen, twenty years old. Your frontal lobe isn't exactly developed. You know exactly. You, you don't know. You're just trying to get by, trying to figure it all out. They took Reggie Bush's Heisman Trophy away. Did they really? He's the he was the best player in, in college football that okay. year. He got the Heisman Trophy, and they said you took money, give it back. He had to give back his Heisman Trophy. It's like I mean, somebody. You're, you're high school. You're a college. You're nineteen. You're you know. You're struggling, you know, they, you're, you don't have any spend, you're not allowed to get a job yeah. if you're on a scholarship. Yeah. So you got no spending money. They would give you like, you know, 10 bucks a day or something. Somebody offers you, you know, thousand know, dollars cash or something. I don't know if I wouldn't, I'd take it. Did you watch the Johnny, Mon- Johnny Manziel Netflix series? I saw some of it, but I didn't. I saw the other part about him, like uh, they had a, a thing on your laptop to show how many hours of film you watch. <laughs> zero. And he was like zero, <laughs> zero, which is great. But one of the other things is he had a buddy who was lining up all these autograph sessions for him because that's how you can make oh, easy yeah. cash. And the guy's like, cash. "Look, man, we can. <clears throat> I'll just bring a bunch of footballs in your room. You sign away, and I'll just give you a, a big old wad of cash." So that he was making bank. Just signing these footballs, and I, I can't blame the he guy. He was already making, I mean, he was making, you know, he was a high draft. He got a big contract, and then he was, you know, he wanted spending cash. He was doing the signings. Did he go crazy, or was it just the drugs? Or I don't know. I think it's, it's certain people. 
<laughs> like I think, of, like Trey, if Trace, if you, you know, if you out of coming out of, well, he, he, didn't, he didn't go to college, but coming out of, you know, college, say he went to college. Right. And you give him $19 million to play quarterback for a team. He's going to party, party, party. And he's going to look at this much film just the way he, you know, some at, people at that mess age, it up. at that age, yeah. that's how he was. Yeah. He's you know, talking about a ninth. Think about when you were in ninth grade, how stupid oh. you were. Oh my God. And somebody just gives you all the money in the world and you're not going to do stupid shit. That's the whole thing. I go back to guys like Justin Bieber. And I remember seeing the Justin Bieber concert years back. Okay. And it was honestly, <laughs> Call me a bitch or whatever. It was an amazing show, okay? And it was one of the loudest concerts I've ever been to. I had, I had to plug my ears. I was like, it's Justin Bieber concert. <laughs> um, but a really good show. But here he is, this kid, maybe 21, 22 at the time, something like that. Yeah. And he's in a cage, and he's flying above 17,000 screaming girls. How are you not supposed to become a dick? It's got to be very difficult to not have that take over your, your life at some point. I think it would be very hard. And him, I mean, he was getting that since he was like 13. Yeah. I mean, he started way early. And I I was at the uh, at AMLE and I saw one of you know, and, uh, and it was deafening. It, it was, was deafening. Crazy. <laughs> Just deafening. So you're a billionaire. You're 19 years old. Everybody thinks you're a god and treats you like a god. How do you, are you not a dick? Yeah, and then you go to Saturday Night Live, and the people, the cast of Saturday Night Live, say, "Oh, he was his ego's out of control. We don't want to, we don't want him here again." It's like, well, yeah. What did you expect? Like, it's difficult to have somebody's ego in check because everybody surrounding you is supposed to put you over, and, and they do. And you're they surrounded, you're surrounded by yes men. Yeah, nobody's there to say, hey, maybe this isn't such a great idea. And plus, you're really young. I mean, you, you haven't heard a lot about Justin Bieber lately, have you? Mm. Doing bad stuff? Like, you know. No, not doing bad stuff. No, you know, other than he's got face paralysis. Except for that. <laughs> but other than that, you know, he's not, you know, he's not throwing eggs at his neighbor's house anymore because he's not 19. Yeah, when you're 19, you know? <laughs> that's just what you do. And then you got Britney Spears over there, crazy as shit. Playing with knives and... I can't figure that out. And it's that thing of everybody's going the same thing. They're going, oh, get her out of the conservatorship. And now everybody's going, well, I don't know. Yeah, the, Maybe the conservatorship wasn't such, such a, a bad idea. Bad idea. Because uh, she looks... She looks insane. She looks she got nuts. Them, she got them crazy eyes, man. Crazy eyes. She got them panties that are a weird pair of panties. I don't even know where you get those panties. They're like below. <laughs> yeah. They're below. They're... I mean, they're almost uh, to the to the yeah, almost the beginning of the vag, and they're dangling off her ass. But if you were to pull them up, they wouldn't fit like regular panties. I don't know where she gets them. I don't know if it's intentional or not. I don't know what's <laughs> going on, but she does look like a complete lunatic. She does. It's not a good. I mean, okay, like she did a song with Elton John because I was wondering before the song came out. I was like, I was like. Why isn't someone taking Britney Spears and doing some music? Because she's all over the news with this conservative. I mean, and so she, I did. She, she did a song with Elton John. What was it? Tiny Dancer. Yeah. Hold me closer. <laughs> and, and I guess was she insane during the recording? I mean, <laughs> she seems to be insane. At some point, that that uh, that switch flipped, and I don't know when it was, but I remember seeing Madonna, and Madonna. She used to always be kind of. 
I mean, depending on your idea of sexy, but she was kind of sexy in a weird. Yeah, that was her whole image. Thing. Yeah, her whole image was some sex. She came out with the book Sex. Yeah, the whole thing. And then about five years ago, six years ago, <laughs> somewhere along that line, I saw her performing at some show, one of these award shows, and all of a sudden she just started moving like an old lady. <laughs> like you just lose it. Right? Like, I can't go into a nightclub now and rave dance like I could back in the day. Like, it would, it doesn't, I don't have that motion. And Madonna lost this motion. She did. And all of a sudden, it went from <clears throat> sexy to sad. Yeah. And it went quick. And that's where I'm looking at the Britney Spears thing. I'm going, she's there's yeah. still a hint she's of sexiness, still, but it's, yeah. it's getting to sad. Because she's, you know, she started it so early. She's still, you know, she's in her 30s. Yeah. But you can't. It's like Madonna, the you know the stuff she does on social media. You're like, come on, Grandma. Oh yeah. You know you can't pull it off. When you get older, it's hard. You know if you base your career on sex, at some time you got to transition. Eventually, because you can't. If you're a woman, you can't pull it off. If you're a guy, you're a creep. You know. <laughs> yeah. I no. You're exactly right. So at some point, you got to age out of all this. You got to age out. She's not aging now. She's like turning it up. She's, she's like, the, ah, <laughs> look at me. I'm 60 years old and a, 70 years old and a bustier. She's the Mitch McConnell of music. She is. Because she's old. She's losing it, and uh, her fan base is dissipating. She didn't seem that like weird when she was younger. Like, you know, she wasn't like, you know, Madonna's crazy. She's eccentric. She's, you know, she's just, you know, she had an image. It was all sexy. She seems like she's like kind of like, like losing it now. <laughs> Man, that left wing stuff, dude, that'll get you. <laughs> if you go too deep, I mean, if you go too deep in the right, either or the way, left, either, either way, way you, you go too deep in, you're going to get lost. Going to get lost. I think she got lost in the left. It's a lot of, yeah, there's <laughs> a lot of people getting lost. <laughs> See, uh, let's take a break. Yeah, man. We'll come back yeah. and talk about the Golden Bachelor. Oh my God! What else are we? Uh, the yeah, I got that idea. I got Dia. Uh, talk about Usher being a, a Super Bowl halftime guy. Uh -oh. I've got you know, since it's my birthday, I've got some important advice to you, Matt, about what you need to do when you get older, and it's not financial. This is a, a that was a deep tease. That was a deep, and was I'm a deep I'm tease. actually excited to hear this this advice. Let me, let me let me get let me get speaking of Mitch McConnell I'll get a Mitch McConnell song on here I mean I had to do, I mean just you know what did you do I was just I mean I, <laughs> what did you do it's a Ned did a Beatles deal you know just just because all you need your song doesn't even have to be good all you need is the video of Mitch McConnell pooping his pants and stroking out and you know whatever the song's just a bonus and, I'm excited. Uh, and Mike and Matt will be right back in a few minutes, and we'll talk about the Golden Bachelor. Because if you're watching football, you're hearing about the Golden Bachelor. They play that ad on Fox 10 times a show, and we'll be right back with Mike and Matt. Come on, Ned. Come on, Ned. Come on, Ned. Come on. I, wish <laughs> Come I, need, on, Ned. I want that drop. On, I want that drop. Hey, Mitch McConnell, he's stiff as concrete. 81 years old, he's fucking obsolete. He stole your money, but he won't repent. Now when he gives speeches, he must wear depends. He gets glassy eyes and he gets stone face. Right now he is looking deaf and dumb. 
Watch him freeze up with his fucking eyes glazed. Senile old bum. Hey, Mitch McConnell, you are in distress. In your diaper, I think you just made a mess. Oh my god, this is embarrassing. Look at that shit. Look at that shit. Fuck that old grandpa, fuck that old grandpa. Fuck that old grandpa, fuck that old grandpa. Fuck that old grandpa, fuck that old grandpa. Senile old bum. <laughs> In your diaper, I think you just made a mess. Look at this guy. Look at this guy. Tuesday, Mitch's eyelids, they are drooping. Wednesday morning, Mitch is looking rough. Thursday in his pants, old Mitch is pooping. Senile old bum. Hey, Mitch McConnell, you're a fucking joke. It gives me a chuckle when you have a stroke. <laughs> that was a pretty good time on him. These can go bye-bye forever. <laughs> forever? <laughs> Following trends is fun, but maybe not worth the damage in the end. Look at these beautiful brows on my mom. <laughs> you did not have those back in 2001. <laughs> but yours look really natural, and I like that. Thanks to New Lastin, now I have some... He's rude. He's crude. He's a southern boy with a New York accent. He's Andrew Dice Foxworthy. You might be a redneck if your front porch falls down and kills more than seven dogs. Why you f***ing your sister? Oh! He's a little bit country and a little bit rock and roll. You might be a redneck if you have more than four cars up on blocks in your front yard and you f your sister in every one of them. Oh! Andrew Dice Foxworthy, the baddest mother south of the Mason-Dixon line. You might be a redneck if you go to the convenience store and you pick up a truck and buy a six-pack of old Milwaukee can of Copenhagen and while you're gone, your dad f***s your sister. Oh! The Nashville Network proudly presents Andrew Dice Foxworthy. Dickery, dickery, doc. My sister was f***ing my the clock struck in. My dad joined in. We f***ed her well past six o'clock. Oh! Andrew Dice Foxworthy. Minnie Pearl, I f***ed her. Oh! He's rude. He's crude. He's a southern boy with a New York accent. He's Andrew Dice Foxworthy. You might.
might be a redneck if the primary color of your car is Bondo, which coincidentally is the color of your sister's pussy. Oh! He's a little bit country and a little bit rock and roll. You might be a redneck if you go to a family reunion to meet chicks and end up f***ing your Aunt Gladys and your sister. Oh! Andrew Dice Foxworthy, the baddest mother south of the Mason-Dixon line. You might be a redneck if someone asks for your ID. And you show them your belt buckle. Of course, first you gotta move your sister's head cause she's f***ing blowing you out! The Nashville Network proudly presents Andrew Dice Boxworthy. Mary had a little lamb who grazed upon the grass. Every night her brother f***ed its little lammy ass! Ow! Andrew Dice Boxworthy. Reba McIntyre can s*** my d***. I run one of the tightest boards in the world. It's amazing. <laughs> Never my strong suit. Welcome back to the Mike and Matt show. We're talking about the Golden Bachelor here in a minute. Oh. <laughs> I do want to. I was playing that Andrew Dice Foxworthy, and you were, you, were, you were asking me about it. And it was like, that was pretty early on. And um, I had, you know, when I started, I don't know what I was thinking. Like, if I was starting, like, a, a gig like, you know, the the Bubba show, like I was back then, I would have been writing for weeks and weeks and come up with, you know, right out of the box, I'd have, like, all this stuff. I was just, like, showed up day one, like, all right, I've tried to think of some stuff. <laughs> and so you had nothing prepared? Nothing, nothing. And, and, you know, I didn't have anything groundbreaking for, you know, several weeks. And then I did the Andrew Dice Fox worthy, and he's playing it, and, like, he stops it, you know, halfway through, and he's like... This is the shit we need, and I was like, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> it's very, it was, a, it was a very memorable moment in my career. It's like the fi- the first bit I did that was like he was like, "Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's why you're here." I that was cool for me. Abortion City <laughs> was a really strong bit. That was a really good one. <laughs> that's you know, and that's just like so like nobody would even Abortion th- City. Even <laughs> third trimester. <laughs> no problem. Abortion like, City. You wouldn't be able to do that now at all. At not even I don't you probably wouldn't they wouldn't even let you talk about abortion on the air, I don't think. Like like dis, like controversially talk about it. Yeah. I I, I well I, I mean that was like you know, I did abortion stuff all the time because I was like I like to make people I like to make people, Oh you know, yeah, that's what yeah. I like. I like to do that. I remember we had a meeting with a consultant one time, whoever the hell it was, and I mean what they said was true, right? But they're going, Don't talk about politics. Like it's a fifty yeah, fifty yep. audience split. Mm-hmm. You're fifty's gonna love you, fifty's gonna yep. hate you, don't talk yep. about politics. Yep. And that was just like always their big rule of thumb. But you could talk about anal sex. You could talk about anything else you wanted. They don't care. They don't, don't care. talk, talk about, about politics. politics. It was the weirdest thing. It's um, true. It's true. You see, and I think you got it. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say when, when I did my night show and I would talk about things, I'd come up with some, some stuff. And one common theme that I always get, they, they would go, all right, so we really just want you to talk about sex more. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> huh? Like, yeah, yeah, if, if you can really just keep talking about sex. <laughs> this was the advice uh-huh. I was given. And I'm going, yeah. all right, 
first of all, <laughs> this is in my thought. This is my inner monologue. I'm going, I've been talking about sex for the last 20 years, easy, every day. I've seen things, god-awful things, <laughs> things that no human should probably ever see yeah. happen in front of yeah. my eyes. <laughs> you know, every, it's, I've been doing this. Like, this is not... A, like, now you're going to tell me to talk about sex and... Let me tell you something. When I talk about sex and I go too far, are you also going to be the one that says, hey, no problem, buddy. No sweat. We no. told you to talk about sex. No. No. Nope. And I, I, at that point, I go, I think they have it in for me. <laughs> this is a setup. <laughs> oh, okay. Thank you very much, babe. Sorry. It's the Mike show. <laughs> oh, no. I wasn't even on. From, just till now. Oh, no. no I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I've done, I did a sh I do a sh when the Ned show, like I used to have like that bust of Macho Man down there, uh -huh. and then I got a Scotty Farrell thing on a popsicle stick, and I put them in the chairs, and I would like do all three things, <laughs> and and then I'd be doing something, then I'd, I'd I'd move on, and I'd be doing something. I think it was great. I say, man, that was great, and then I'd look, you know, at the OBS and go, oh, it was on Macho Man the whole time. <laughs> great. I'm sure that was compelling. <laughs> You're like a poor man's Jeff Dunham. Oh, I, oh. You've got the puppets, you've oh. got the characters, but keeping it all together Keep is a it, real oh, balance. it's impossible. But switching cameras and stuff, I gave up on that. Oh, I could too imagine. Much work. Dude. Uh, <laughs> too I, much work. I get uh, it. Oh, my God. Man, I hate it when I write a note. I wrote the, wrote the VIP. VIP. I'm sorry. I was going to say, <laughs> you mentioned Macho Man, and I, I brought a picture oh. of you dressed up as Macho Man. <laughs> this was, I think, at this house... This was a Halloween party. This isn't, this isn't that long ago, is it? Uh, there's Bob, the, 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 real, the, the real fake Ned, Macho Man, and Tigger. Is that Tigger? That's right. Tigger. <laughs> that's the picture. For, that's next week's picture for, um, oh, no. for the show. Wait, <laughs> I, I brought two more pictures. So, uh, and I'm sorry, I don't want to. I, I, no, I, I don't. I don't care. I, I, I couldn't remember what I was going to talk about. There, <laughs> Go ahead. There's the, there's <laughs> one for the week. So this one's you and uh, brother, mm. and your wife. I don't know if you remember that one or not. That was I think it's Island Way Grill. Ah, Island Way. I think. But you, you and that long, Dang. luxurious that hair. Long ass, luxurious hair. What a joke. That's a pain in the ass, man. Screw that. You you were living it up with that long hair. Yeah, I kept that till I was God. How long? It was like two thousand. I was in my third mid thirties, I think. You were you were going for it. I was going for but it. But I never saw you put it in a ponytail. I never saw you like do a a man bun or anything. You oh, always just to. left it flowing. No, I was a, at at home. Like I'd wear like a lot of times. I put on a hat. <laughs> pull, it, pull it through so I don't have to deal oh, with it. Oh, that's what you have in this picture. Deal with it. <laughs> this is the best picture. Oh, really? Yes, it is. This is you and I at a CD signing. Because last time, last I think last week we were talking about old CD signings yeah, that yeah. we would do. And some would be really great and some would be really bad. Yep. This is a picture of the really bad one. And I remember we captured it in time because we're going, this is uh, awful. And I think it was at the old it was mall, at Clearwater Pinellas mall, Park, or Pinellas or Park or something. And it's just you and I sitting there with no one there, <laughs> no prospects of anybody coming in, just nothing. <laughs> wow! Do you remember that? I at remember. All? I, I was in a in a record store. Yes, it was in like a Specs <laughs> or Tape World or one of these. God dang, you look young as hell. 
Have I aged bad? I mean, you look to me, you look the same. Here, you look different because you look so young. So I've aged bad. <laughs> no, saying. I think you look exactly the same. I think you look pretty I think much exactly the same. Too. The same. <laughs> you just have shorter hair. <laughs> this is, I'll, I'll have to put all these pictures up uh, on my on my social. <laughs> put it up on the gram. Man, I mean, the look on our face. <laughs> The look of boredom and sheer panic and terror and going, we wasted our night for this? I'm, I'm giving the side. I'm going, and, and, and you're just like, oh, man. I, I remember I that. box up all these CDs and bring them back oh, to the station. I remember it vividly. Not popular at that mall. Yeah, that mall didn't do well for us. <laughs> I imagine, yeah. See, you get get spoiled because, and then you do the the serious signings, and it's like, yeah, there ain't there ain't no bad serious signings on the Bubba Palooza deals. There were no bad signings. That was cool, yeah. I mean, those you know, God, the best was Canada. I mean, you had people lined up out the building in line, just you know, we had five different tables. You know, Hatley, Bubba, Ned, Spice, me, and the lines were out the, out the the door around the building, to, you know, just to get our autograph. It was like pretty badass. Yeah, it was cool. It was, and everybody was nice. Uh, Canadians were just amazing. The guy greets us at the airport. He's got, he's, I don't know about the security in Canada, but he's gotten into all of our hotel rooms and left coolers of past blue ribbon. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I guess we should have been a little more. Serious. I was like, "Hey, this guy came in and got." <laughs> I was thinking about Canada the other day because I was I was thinking, you know, you don't hear anything about Canada now, with the exception of on my way here today. There's actually a news story about Canada. They did a, a there was some gaffe with Zelensky and a Nazi. Yeah, all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, that deal. But prior to that. <laughs> I hadn't heard anything about Canada since Trudeau's blackface, but just in general, or the trucker, the trucker strike, but like your everyday life or your massacres, your school shit, all the stuff that would be more like commonplace here in America. I don't even know if it happens up there or maybe we just don't get the, the Canadian news down here. Maybe I need to Google Canadian news to see what's happening, but I feel like they're pretty trouble free. Uh, all the Canadian news, because that's probably my algorithm. I get, I get, you get Canadian, I get Canadian news? political news. It's all about Trudeau, Trudeau trying to take away everybody's rights. And, so it's and much taking, like and taking them way left. Okay, it's kind of like this country. It's all wokeism. That's all the news that I get out of that. Nothing real news. It's all just this, you know, this woke stuff. Wow. Everybody hates Trudeau. And, so it's the same up there, basically. It's, yeah, it's like before, like COVID happened. You know, I'd think of what country I wanted to bug out to. And yeah. then I realized there's no country to bug out to. Every country's the same. You got to go South America. Maybe. I'm thinking... Um, got to go third world. You, you <laughs> kind of... Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, El Salvador is looking better and better. Yeah, that guy, that guy whipped everybody into shape. Whooped everybody into shape. <laughs> Put everybody in jail. Hey, you got to do what you got to do. They had the Big highest, on Bitcoin. I love it. They had the highest murder rate in the world. El Salvador in the world, and he you know, he was like, oh, I'm gonna put all these people in jail because they're killing everybody. And then they gave him guff over that, and they're going, Well, you know, you're you're throwing these people into these prisons, and they're not good conditions. Okay, yeah, all well, right. You know, it's you know, it's almost see that's probably you know what may happen to this country eventually. Eventually, it's a trade off. It's like you have to give up your rights 
to get all these criminals off the streets, you have to, you know, and it sucks because they, the government's what's allowing this to happen. Yes. And then they'll, they give the government more power to fix it. And then all of a sudden you're screwed by the government and their power. Cause they and got too much of that's it. That's the way it goes with every empire. And uh, I'm hopefully uh, pushing this. If we just last another 20 years, I'll be good. Well, I'll <laughs> see you in El Salvador. Yeah. And you can also live, you know, live very well in El Salvador. And you can move uh-huh. down there, and they, they waive your citizenship fee or whatever if you own if you can prove you own like three Bitcoin. They're like, come on in because they're big Bitcoin supporters. Yeah. They're building a Bitcoin city. A Bitcoin city It's Bitcoin made out city. of Bitcoin. It may. It, they're using a volcano to uh, the the power of a volcano to mine oh. Bitcoin and oh. run this sort of. That's brilliant. I mean, geothermal it's, electricity to mine Bitcoin. Yeah, and I'm not the best at explaining it, but it is a crazy cool sort of scenario. Like, if it works out, right? If it works out, it's gonna be like, whoa, they did, they did what? They mined this, you know, resource, what, and you know what? If, if if the more successful El Salvador El Salvador becomes on this game plan, the more. All the big countries in the world are going to want to squash them. It's very true. Because and they, they yeah. don't want people thinking that, you know, you can have a good country. <laughs> they don't want I like it. Well, no. and, and the president, he'll, he'll blast Biden on, I saw, on Twitter. See, yeah. like, it's pretty good. Like, he's just sort of, I don't know, there's some sort of brutal honesty there, at least, for a politician, even if it's in El Salvador. It seems all right. It's true. You know, we were, you were talking about talking politics, and it's like, I think, uh, you know, during the COVID thing, we we lost a lot of people and it's like because i'm not you know i've you know i used to do i'm right you're wrong so fuck off yeah and my thing was always both parties are the worst parties in the world they they both suck they hate Mm. you but it's a con game they're all in it together and then in the land of the covid everything it started becoming like the party in charge is do, is doing things that I so vehemently disagree <laughs> with that now now they people are calling me Johnny Maga and it's like no I didn't even vote for Trump but I can't eh, I don't I don't you know government control that's my that's my number one bugaboo is uh, fuck I, I no don't tell me what to do well they always think it's everybody well not everybody but some folks think it's binary it's it's either zero or one zero or one. It doesn't have to be that way. You can have a little bit of an opinion of both, <laughs> no. or you can say, you know what? They're all dicks. Like, why is that such a weird concept to have? Going, I don't like either one of these ideas or concepts. People need something to believe in. If you don't believe in you know, that's you know, it's just like sports. You know, it's like your 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 team really has no relationship or does nothing good for you at all. You have no attachment to this team, but you mm-hmm. love that team yeah. and it, because you need to be part of a team. And that's, you know, that you need to be a part of a team. You need to be a part of a political party because if you don't believe in either party, you're like an outcast. Yeah. People don't want to be an outcast. They don't, and you're an independent. What do you, what's that? Yeah. It's funny when you, when you talk about like being a libertarian or Anything along those uh-huh. lines, you seem fringe. Mm-hmm. It's like what makes those You're ideas of being a libertarian any more fringe than the ideas of being far right or far left? Because the mainstream demonizes libertarians because they don't like that thought process. They don't li- people's rights, personal rights. No, boo. Yeah, and they- the last thing the left or the right wants is a legitimate third party. That would spell disaster for both of them. 
Because all of a sudden, if you got a legit third party, legit, I mean, funding the whole thing, that brings a house of cards, you know, down. <laughs> That's why they don't uh, they don't allow them to even be part of the debate. How right. uh, that's the most obvious tell ever. Yeah, it's like no, they can't be. No, we don't want nobody hearing what they say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Trump's not going to be in the debate tonight, right? But if a libertarian would be like, hey, you know what? Let me, I'll, I'll take a spot if that's cool, with y'all. They'd be like, no, nope. you're not right wing enough. It's just a weird. Back to the Golden Oh, bachelor. my God. I'm excited. Are you excited I'm, about I the mean, Golden I mean, are you... See, I'm, you know, I'm vehemently anti-reality TV just because, I mean, I'm an entertainer, and I've written for a living, living for, for, you know, 30 years, mm -hmm. and, you know, I love entertainment, and it's like, they're taking all that and just throwing it down the drain and now what people don't they don't want to see talented actors have talented writing have a talented directing all they want to see is trashy people arguing <laughs> and it just devastates my soul <laughs> well now you're gonna see old trashy people arguing who's gonna watch that i, I am <laughs> i know i know oh my god i know i'm at least gonna watch the first episode who wants to see i mean you know that's you know, TV's all you know. You want to see young, sexy, attractive people. You want to see this. You know these people. They're not forty year olds. There's like a sixty year old dude, and the broads are like, "We don't have to use birth control because we're old." You know, I mean, it's like that. Who, you can come inside. Come on, come on inside. Come inside. I can't. This old lady in the promo, she gets out of the limo, she's got a walker, and then she takes it off, and oh, yeah. it's like, well, not, yeah, it's not like you really wowed me when you took it off. <laughs> I mean, it could have gone either way. You could have <laughs> legitimately been in a walker or not. I just, I mean, who's going to watch young, no young, like a 20 or 30 year old's not going to watch The Golden Bachelor. They're going for the the older demographic. They say, you think that is? That's well, it. Which is what I guess you're in now, Matt. There's a couple of things. <laughs> One, you talk about being a talented writer, and it's true. The problem is with television right now is all the writers are on strike. <laughs> So you can't get anything accomplished. Nobody's writing. So all they've done is now cranked up these yeah. stupid, horrible game shows. That's going, true. Well, we can just do a game show about see which ball this this hole goes in and somebody wins 50 grand. Like, people watch that. Like, Snake oil salesman with uh, David, David Spade. Spade. Yes, <laughs> that's exactly what I had in my brain. I don't even know what that show's about. All I know is I saw the promo for it. I'm going, yep, writers are definitely on strike still. <laughs> exactly. Um. But when it comes to the Golden Bachelor, yeah, I don't look. It's a guilty pleasure. Some reality TV. Sometimes you need some mindless stuff to take take place of some other stuff, right? So that's the way I look at it. Plus, I like to make fun of it. I'm not watching it because I I'm rooting for anybody. I'm watching it to make fun of it. You understand, don't you, buddy? I mean, maybe I'll watch Come it on. and make fun of it. Uh, maybe maybe I think that's. Uh... Must see TV is we'll both watch. You know, me and Don all watch the premiere of The Golden Bachelor. You and then, will and then, you'll be mad at life. Oh, that's I know. good. Then we can talk about it the next the next show. Yeah, you'll be so mad at life because it really is a terrible. <laughs> it's a terrible show. It's a terrible premise. Everything about it's pretty terrible. But, and what happened to Jesse Palmer? Is he like hosts it? Yeah, he's hosts the it. host. He's getting paid. That's what happened to Jesse Palmer. All right, let me take it back. <laughs> There was a host before Jesse Palmer. Jesse Palmer was a contestant on The Bachelor back in the day. Was okay. he? Yeah. And 
but before was, he was a football player or I think after, after oh, okay yeah. so well, he had a so leg up they don't usually the have whole, famous contestants do they not usually yeah so i think he's not a bad looking guy either yeah he's a good looking guy but then they had this other host and this other host did it for like a 10 years or whatever and then he got involved in a controversy where he said something in an interview he shouldn't oh, have said geez. and he got <laughs> ousted yeah and they bring in jesse palmer as the host and i gotta tell you the show hasn't changed one bit. <laughs> like you can just uh, on a show like that with hosts like that, with the format it is, you just trade them out. It makes no difference at all. It doesn't. You're, you're so tell me, how was the date? <laughs> so you, you are you enjoying it? Are you liking her? You feel like you've got a path with her? Is she being vulnerable? <laughs> That's the big word. Vul- vulnerable. Are, are you being vulnerable? It's the same shit. Every Every host, you can trade them out. I can't like wait clockwork. to. I don't think I've ever seen a full episode of The Bachelor, so I'm excited to watch an entire episode. Don't be excited. Cause just <laughs> next week, all you're going to do is go, Matt, I, I hate you for making me watch that. It was a terrible show, and I'm never doing it again. And I won't blame you. But it is, it is a terrible You're show. You're going to watch it. Mike's Piss Bucket subscribed for 17, for 17 months. Mike's, Mike's Piss Bucket? Mike's Piss Bucket. Man, happy birthday. <laughs> To you. And that Indian Kevin subscribed for 21 months as well. Thank you, that Indian Kevin and Mike's piss bucket. That Indian Kevin. Is that a... Uh, Indian Kevin. What's up, buddy? Let me get my little buzzy. Come here, buddy. Come oh, what do you got there? Come here, my little buzzy. Oh, he's such a scary cat. Oh, there's my little buzzy. How old is that dog? He's old. He's like uh, 13, 13 years old. I'm like... Is it wrong to just bury dogs in the backyard? I buried all my dogs in the backyard, every single one of them. And really? my cats, my cats and dogs, yeah, I buried just bury in the backyard. The vet goes, Do you put them in a container? Did you go by, buddy? Um, no. Just plop <laughs> them in there. They go home, plop them in. You got to make sure you dig it deep enough because yeah, you don't want the enough? paws sticking out. You don't want the paws, you know. No, you got to. That'd it, be a nightmare. I mean, I always, you know, I think about this all the time when they talk about, like, you know, people digging shallow graves. You know, serial mm-hmm. killers, you know, and it's like, man, that grave is no, <laughs> digging a deep grave is no, is no joke. Just burying a 40 pound dog, you know. Well, it's basically it's, it's, it's a exa- mini human right there. Well, no, you t- 40 pound dog, not deep, because I'm not worried about the cops getting, the fuck, <laughs> not my dog's dead. So, you know, it just get it a good six inches below the surface. So nothing to, you know, no, actually, I probably get it about a foot down. I mean, a foot of dirt below the... So it's about three feet down, maybe. Fuck. And it's not... It's, you know, just big enough for a dog. And it's a bitch, man. When you're done digging that hole for that dog, you're like, damn. One of my dogs died when nobody... Bringing a backhoe? <laughs> nobody was home. I was the only person home. And the dog died, you know, she died right there in front of me. And I was like, well, let me go and bury this dog before anybody gets out. Hold on. Before <laughs> the kids knew? Yeah. I was like, I got to get this dog buried before anybody comes home. <laughs> Whoa, whoa, whoa! Hold on. The dog dies. Mm-hmm. You're the only one home. Only one home. You decided not to tell anybody. Instead, you decided. No, I'm going to tell him when they get home. But you're not going to give him the chance to say like. No, then you don't need to say goodbye to the dead body. No, it's not. No, so no. you dug a hole. You stuck the dog in and had everything polished up uh, and done before the family before got the home. Family got, I think the headlights were coming down. <laughs> and I was out there in the dark. I'm like. <laughs> What are you doing, Mike? No, nothing. <laughs> I nothing. didn't kill the dog. I swear me. I didn't kill the dog. <laughs> were they pissed? No, no, they were sad. <laughs> they were sad. They were just sad that the dog died. Oh my god! How many dogs do you have buried on this? Uh, only plot the, of dogs. Land. See, dogs don't. You know, 
cats are more fragile than dogs. Uh, dogs, I've got three dogs buried on this property. And three. it's fixing to be a lot more because <laughs> I got six and they're all eight. <laughs> if you can have it your way. Uh, you've already got holes dug for every single one of them. Oh, no, so you never know. See, that's the problem. See, these killers need to pre-dig the holes. They might even rethink the murder. After they get halfway through, they're like, no, no. That's why they're all shallow graves, because it's like, you start digging, you're like, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> this is too much work. Why well, watch about, you know, all these, all these little mysteries and unsolved crimes and all the, the Dahmer series and everything. And it's like, okay, well, how would you dispose of a body? Like, what is the best way? I feel like Dahmer, technically speaking, he did a pretty good job. I mean, he had a vat of, of acid. That's pretty, pretty decent thought. Um, I mean, he he killed a lot of people, so he got a lo- away with it. For, I, th- I think the the rotting smell coming from his and he go apartment he, is what gave him away. You know, yeah. Leticia <laughs> next door is all, "What you got going on in here? Ah, it's just some uh, some meat, <laughs> rotten meat. And for yeah. some reason, I got I got I got some meat, and it's just spoiled. For, so for, I just haven't taken it out yet for the last six months." <laughs> And then she, he's, she's listening to him saw bones in the middle of the night. Um, maybe burning a body. Uh, it doesn't get rid of the teeth. So then you scrape, then you just, you just take the teeth. The teeth. I mean, you know where the skull and you eat, is. And you eat them. Nah, I mean, are you telling me you can't go to the 7-Eleven and drop them off in a little... You flush the teeth. Flush the teeth. Yeah, you're telling. Yeah, if teeth is what gets you busted for you murder, you throw them out the window of your right. car while you're driving. I, I mean, mean Lorena Bobbitt threw a dick out her window, and they had a trouble finding that. You telling me they're going to find a tooth find in the, the woods? Come on, work harder, think smarter. Yeah, come dig on, be, deeper, be better. Go, go, dig deeper, dig That's deeper. Th- like they, the, the, like the body is like that far below the surface. Yeah, they don't even. I don't know. It seems. I, I I buried a dead deer one time. You did? Yeah. Why? Because it was on my property, and I oh. I didn't want you know. And but it didn't. See, I went. I was, it was you know. So it wasn't a dog. It wasn't my dog. It was a dead deer. I like, oh, fucking dead. So you know, <laughs> barely barely dairy, buried it. And then next day, you know, the, you know, there's the animals digging it up, and the whole, whole hooves out there. And I was like, oh shit. Oh no. <laughs> my wife my wife hit a deer, uh, and, and she you know she loves deer. I like it. People like deer. I think if you're up north, <laughs> you probably hate deer because they're so crazy common. And around these parts, they're pretty common. But they're still cute to look at. And, you know, you'd, you'd like to be friends with a deer, but they're not going <laughs> to let you. Yeah. Um, but she hit one. The, the, the messed up part, it was around Christmas time. And you know how <laughs> you can get those antlers and the red nose for your car? Yeah. So her minivan at the time oh, man. had the antlers, the nose. And she just clocked this thing as it was crossing the street. Then it was so badly hurt because mm-hmm. people pull over and she's calling the cops. So the cops come out there and they basically go, yeah, it's a pregnant mom uh, and there's nothing we can do about it. It's beyond repair. <laughs> so the guy takes his gun out, shoots the thing in the head in the middle of the road to polish it off. She calls me. She's like, oh, my God. It was the most traumatic thing ever. And then the cars, we get the car back to the house, and she's got fur in the grill, blood, Blood. dents, and these two antlers and a little red nose on her car. And it was around Christmas time. So everywhere you look, there's just reminders of deer and everywhere. It was traumatic. You just missed out on the most viral video of all time. (laughs) 
That whole scenario. It's like the cop out there capping it. And then you then you pan back to the car with the nose and the antlers. It's like I it's did the, this to you. Oh my god, it's the best thing ever. It is crazy. Oh. You, what happened to the deer? Did you what, like? It was oh, just dead. Oh, I have no idea. You know, some animals like the animals die. So, you know, if you live out here, occasionally yeah. you find a dead animal. Great. Yeah. I go. Probably not tonight. I got some deer stories. So I got deer stories. Oh. <laughs> One of these episodes, we're going to get, we'll the get deer into my stories. Deer stories. Yes. Oh, I, I wish I had my phone. I, uh, I took. A, I, was, I was riding my bike next door, tried to get in a little workout for the Matt and Mike show, and um, there was ten big ass wild turkeys over there. Bit, you know, good size, and they didn't. You know, they could care less about me. So I, you know, so I stopped and walked up and took a video of them. It's like. This is that's suburban wild turkeys because in the you know in the wild you got to dress up like a turkey and put you know turkey urine on yourself and oh, cover, yourself, cover yourself in camo and you know, wait for a turkey to come along. Here I I could I could have capped one of those. I could walk up and go boom. Have you hunted? No, you, no, I wouldn't unless you know I needed food. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, times get tough. But these tur- like ten of them, I could have killed all ten of them, and they would have just they would. Maybe, you know, a couple would have got away once they realized what was going on. But they, they, you know, I was like, just walked right up to them, video and everything. They were totally cool with it. Because they're, they're, you know, they walk, go through those, they, they wander the whole, you know, development. No, you know, people feed them. They don't, you know, so they're like tame turkeys. All right, I'm going to ask a dumb question. <laughs> Do turkeys fly at all? That's funny you should ask. <laughs> just the other day, I was like, we were at the dining room window. And I was like, Donna, what is up in that tree? I said, I can't figure out, there's a big ass something up in that tree. And then all of a sudden it flies, you know, to another tree. And then I say, what's it? Hey, look, there's another. And there's like all those, all these same turkeys I'm talking about. They were like 30, 40, 50 feet up in the tree. And they were flying like a good 75 yards to another tree. And I was like, I had no idea turkeys could fly so like that. So they can that. fly in spurts? Like yeah, but, before they get tired kind but of pretty, thing? Pretty decent spurts, you know, you wouldn't think. Like f- better than a turkey could fly. What about flamingos? <laughs> they fly. Yeah. I've never seen a flamingo fly, I I've think. N- I've just seen them at Bush Gardens. And I think they keep and them they down over there, right? They clip yeah. their wings. They keep them down. Know, they, keep them, they keep them down. <laughs> you're not leaving here. Oh, if you think you're leaving here, I'm going to clip your wings. Clip your wings. I'm not a chance in hell you're <laughs> leaving you're, here. You're going to take away the most precious thing you have, flight. <laughs> now, wait. I'm also going to put a tag on you so I know exactly where you're not yeah. flying to at all times. Don't try any funny business, flamingo. <laughs> Escape out of here. There was a guy a couple of years ago. Did you remember that story at Bush Gardens? He he like was trying to take a picture of a flamingo. For some reason, the flamingo pissed him off, and he grabbed it by its feet and beat it to death in front of his kids. Which is insanity. <laughs> it's like totally insane. That is insane. Like, like snapped his leg. Like, yeah, it was terrible. And it's like, I think I think he did like he did get he might have got jail time. I don't know, but it's like see stuff like that. I get it. It's just you know it's just an animal, but. You're displaying some bizarre behavior there that you might need to get locked up for a while. It's pretty psychopathic behavior. It's come in front of your kids too. Can you imagine in front of your kids now, like killing an animal out of just out of spite? Okay. Now let's steel man that argument for a second. Okay. What's worse, <laughs> that guy doing that, or you take your kid out hunting and you go? Son, watch this. <laughs> Boom! And you blow the head off of it. And you leave it there or you hang its head on your wall and go, I did that to you. You remember me. Like, where's the, I mean, yes, it's psychopathic behavior 
the hunter has a better argument against yeah. it being called psychopathic yeah. behavior, right? And I, I, I don't, I'm, I've never hunted, but I get it. I'm not, I'm not anti-hunting yeah. or anything. I'm not either. But okay, so a guy takes a flamingo and whips <laughs> it around because it made it mad, and he, and he, and he beats the terrible, awful. But the guy takes a shotgun and blows this other one's head off, and it's okay. Well, I, you know. Yeah. I mean, like... It's I, just the way society perceives it. It's all, Yeah, it's, it's like beautiful, attractive animals yes. you can't kill. You can't kill, you know, like horse, you know, horse meat. Horse, I got horses, man. I got three horses. They're not like, you know, they're not that much more intelligent than cows, I don't think. You know, they're just big animals. But you and you can kill a billion. You can kill a billion cows, but people don't want you killing horses because they're beautiful. Yes, That's very majestic creatures. Yeah, but cows are on. You know, dumb. That and their cud. Yeah, and they're going. Oh, we we raise. Uh, we've got twenty cows, and yep, these five right here we've had for a few years. Mm-mm. They're off to slaughter next week. Mm-mm. It's like, whoa! You can just emotionally de- de- detach just like that. Like that's it. Yeah, but these horses, you know, these five horses ain't going to slaughter. I mean, in, like in Europe, they eat horse meat, I think. It ain't a big deal. So you can't slaughter a horse here? I mean, technically speaking, I mean, anybody could do That's a good. That's a great question. I if I wanted to slaughter one of my horses, <laughs> could I? Is that legal? Hmm. I don't know if horse meat is there. Is this has turned into uh, a very psychopathic dark, episode of the Michael Show. Slaughter my horses. <laughs> We're talking about digging graves, burning bodies, and slaughtering horses. Uh, that's a good question, though. Is that legal? I don't even know if it is. Beaver smell like tuna. Tuna, 200-bit. Woo! Appreciate it, beaver smell. Some like beaver does smell like tuna. Just for the record. Spicoli, dude, subscribe for 52 months. Jeez, Woo! has it been that long? 52 months. Time flies, Matt. How does it work? I don't know. I don't understand how the subscriptions work still. So 52 months. So he had a subscription before. Right, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it comes up, and he goes, "I'm going to do it for another 52 months." Like, no, no, no. He, that's uh, every month it'll come up, like uh, one month, two okay. months. So he's done it for fifty. This is his fifty-second month of subscribing. Oh, so that's subscribe crazy. So that's yeah, that's what that is. That's really it, cool. It is cool. We got a lot, a lot of people, you know, in the fifties. It's like that. That's a long. It's a long time flies, man. We've been doing this four and a half years. That also shows like a really cool loyal audience. You, I mean, the I fact mean, that somebody's been in it. it and it with the trenches with you for 50 plus months. That's dedication. That's pretty cool. It is dedication. It's like, you know, it's like it is. It's a little frustrating being on Twitch because people want gaming and cleavage on Twitch and nobody's looking for talk shows. But, you know, we've, we, you know, we got the core audience that, that we've managed to keep. So it's funny. Somebody reached out to me. It was one of these little messages or whatever, because we were talking about cleavage on Twitch the other week mm-hmm. and somebody reminded me that I guess on the old show, the cuck made you, it made everywhere were boobs or something. Oh like yeah. That. We got, we got these really nice, <laughs> nice. So it's true. <laughs> I have mine still. I made sure. Don't do it. <laughs> I, I, you've opened a can of worms here, Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> you guys had to wear fake we had we, we okay. They were not. They're, they're very nice. They're very nice. Very, they look very realistic. And you know, we naturally you had to wear like a female shirt with a V. Speaking to, of psychopathic a v, behavior. With a v. Uh, wait. Uh, okay. So, 
How often would this happen? This is really legit- It only happened like once or twice. <laughs> and the people hated it. Uh, <laughs> so you're telling me all the people that love cleavage on Twitch that it didn't, it didn't They didn't like our cleavage. Didn't gain any uh, any traction? Oh it my didn't god. Didn't gain no traction at all. Maybe we need to play video games then. Maybe we need to play uh I don't play video. You, I need see, to old school like Mortal Kombat or something. You got to be you have to be really good at video games. Yep. Let's me out. <laughs> my, my stream would last about two seconds. All three lives gone. That's it. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, but you know, it's you know, it's it's where we landed. Well, and you know, I, I like I think about like you. If we go to YouTube, everything I do on YouTube they demonetize because I use you know, like all all the parody songs and everything. You know, it's always like they're because you use a song from yeah. an artist and then they flag it. Yeah, and uh, they'll say, oh, you know this doesn't affect you but you can't get no money from this you know the entire episode you just did and i don't think we would make any money that way so we you know we just you know kind of stuck with twitch um uncut media mandingo five thousand bits for my birthday Woo! for my birthday birthday bits five thousand bits appreciate it that's awesome Meaty, uncut, meaty uncut, meaty. uncut meat that was remember do you were you were there oh of course yeah, you were there. yeah i remember the menu items <laughs> i swear I think it was pretty good. We did like 45 minutes on the original uncut meaty mandingo with just double entendre. It was a tremendous break. It was double, like a thousand double entendres, not one thing that you could be fined for, but it was the most sexual, disgusting conversation that you could have for the uncut meaty mandingo with a side of man sauce. That's right. <laughs> the side of man sauce. Can't forget about the side can't of man forget, sauce. Can't forget about the man sauce. That's right. Oh, man. Yeah, that was good. That was, good. That was a good break. Oh. Some so, of these things. Right. Now, now, real quick before we move along, what? Um, when is the Golden Bachelor? Because I've seen the promo a thousand times. I have no idea when it's going to start. So, if you're watching this <laughs> now, it's tomorrow night. It's going to premiere on ABC. Um, yeah, I think it's tomorrow night, eight o'clock. Oh, tomorrow. Mark right your up. calendar, tomorrow my night. friend. Mark your calendar. What is that? What is that? Thursday night? We're going out. Oh, For, shit! I'll, I'll DVD it. Where are you going? You going out? Just get wings. It's We're, a birthday. It's a little birthday. You know Miller's Ale House up there? Yeah. Okay. You doing a, oh, good for you. Yeah, a little birthday. Donna said she's taking up, me out for my huh. birthday. Really? Yeah, she's a sweetheart. Some dinner and dancing? She's a sweetheart. No, there's no dancing. Just <laughs> wings and back to the house? You know, I love to dance, man. I know this is going to shock you. <laughs> Boot scoot and boogie? I love, but I, I mean, I don't, I never dance. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, you know, I used to like it back in the day when you're young and you're drunk and you just dance, you know, I don't, I'm not a good dancer, yeah. but I like to do it. You know, it's freeing, it's like, <laughs> but I, I never get to do it unless nobody's in the house. I wouldn't even know where to, da- where to go to dance now. I, I could do yeah. I don't even. Ebor, you go to Ebor? I don't know. Cause I feel like even the nightclubs is just, is it just EDM? That or they're in a, yeah, some sort of K-hole or something. I don't know. I mean, what, what's up with modern music? It's very confusing to me. Like, Morgan Wallen is played heavily on all pop stations. Yeah. And it's like, it's, and it's like his song, the, the big song, Last Night, mm-hmm. it's totally country. It, it's not poppy at all. I mean, he's twanging the hell out. Last night we let the liquor talk. And that's on 93.3 FLZ. What it, why is that? I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I couldn't tell you. I don't know. I mean, I, you know, but there's artists like Jelly Roll who's, 
a great artist, and he's he he should have been on every rock station and country station at the same time, right? Like, I mean, it took a while for these people to catch on some of this stuff. But Morgan Wallen, he's just one of those artists that has the ability to to cross over. So, is it because he said the N word? I hope not. (laughs) See, he's also some. So he said the N word, and so he was like Morgan Wallen. They they canceled for like a minute. Yeah, for like a week, and then all of a sudden. You know, he was everywhere and he's on all he's on stage with all these black rappers, you know, hanging with them and singing their songs. It's like, I don't I'm trying to figure out the Morgan Wallen phenomenon. I think. <laughs> well, in, in that situation, he, you know, I grew up in South Tampa, so they used the word a lot. The mean streets, the mean streets, South Tampa. Um, <laughs> I think he gets a little bit of a pass because he didn't say it in a derogatory no, he way. Not at all. Right. I mean, not to. And again, I, I know like it's a derogatory term. I get it. But he didn't say it in a mean, truly mean spirited, no. racist way. He said it to his friend. Uh, like, yeah. Like, you know, and, you know, that's what like you say, it's a derogatory term. But the no, you know, they won't, you know, they like to keep it going. Sure. The powers that be, they won't admit when Trace, this is when Trace was in high school. So this is like 16 years ago, mm-hmm. you know, and then N word was very prevalent in rap music, and rap music's core target audience is young white teens. And so Trace grew up saying the N word to his friends. Like if he's texting his friends, he's like, what's up, my N? Because he didn't, he's not racist. He didn't think racism. But all his life, he's heard we well, call your friends the N word because mm-hmm. that's the music he was way into. You know, he had a grill for about a year. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't too happy about that. wasn't too happy. I let it slide. I just told him it was stupid. I didn't force him not to wear it. He grew out of it after like six months or a year. But you know, he grew up on it. So if he said it. It was, has, it's not a derogatory term. It's not negative. It's not racist. He doesn't even know it's racist. And that's how it should go. And eventually, nobody cares about the N-word. But they brought racism back because they want, they want the racism. Well, Morgan Wallen escaped that. He, he's reached escape velocity. He's, he's the man. And I admire you know, him. But it's, it's, you know, I hate to bring it back to brother. You know, but if you look at that guy and you look at the term that was used and the way it was used, there's no other way to take it than derogatory. Yeah. Right. But yet he'll go to the club and Diddy will be like, hey, my brother was good. Like he's still loved. And I mean, that was bad. That was that was like the worst way you could use an offensive term. Without naming any names, uh, that's the worst way to go about it. It's almost like Mel Gibson when he's you know he's on record of the voicemail saying, "I hope you get raped by a pack yeah. of that." There's and he's he's still celebrated in Hollywood. No one else could. How do you say that and not get totally canceled? I mean, some people just get a pass, man. I don't know why. So it, bizarre. It, again, it's it's all about reaching escape velocity. And if you're anywhere in between, you're 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 screwed, right? But if you get to escape velocity, there's no going back. It takes a whole lot of the system to bring you down, right? And even Russell Brand, which we talked about oh, yeah. a little bit last week, he he reached escape velocity for a minute. They're trying to bring it back down. Now, to his credit, he's fighting it, whether it's 
true or not, I don't know. It's not for me to comment on, but he's he's on the cusp of he can he can escape this if he plays his cards right and does things correctly because and he keeps yeah. fighting back. You also have to be you have to be very good. He's very eloquent. Yes. He's very savvy. And it's hard to get people, you know, like they don't mess with South Park. Yeah. You don't mess with, you know, nobody woke's going to go after South Park because they're going to get filleted. They get filleted. So they don't, so those kind of people, they don't mess with. If you're too good, they don't mess with you because they don't want that. Yeah. One of my biggest regrets is not saying anything, right? In my own particular life, in my situation, uh, years back, you know, one of my biggest regrets is just not saying anything. It's because you've got attorneys and you've got people in your life and they go, just don't just yeah. let it play out. It'll, <laughs> and you're going, just let me just for God's sake, just let me skip my side. Yeah. And they go, no, 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 can't say anything. Can't say it. So their advice, and it's probably sound advice. They've, you know, these, yeah. what they do for a living, but God damn, it's tough to not say anything when you know all this fuckery's going on. You know what I mean? It would like, be, it's a tough pill to swallow. It is. And Russell Brand, to his credit, he's at least still talking. Like, whether he gets dropped from, you know, these formats and forums that he's on, I don't know. But he's at least still trying to present himself and put himself out there. He's not, he hasn't just, like, shut down and become a recluse. That's true. And, and what's up with um, all these platforms deplatforming someone who's just facing accu- accusations? Because the simple fact is you are once you're accused of something like that, you're guilty until you're innocent. It's the it's the direct opposite of the way it should be. Yes. It's I mean, you know, it's it's a terrible, weird way to do it. I even look at locally we've got Sheriff Grady Judd, okay? Which he's a great sheriff by all accounts and Polk County is one fucked up place. That's a rough job, man. I mean, it's I couldn't imagine place. being the sheriff. <laughs> or he's doing a terrible job because Polk <laughs> County is one fucked up place. I mean, you're telling me uh, every day there's some uh, other shit. Like, it's a big county, man. He's it's a like big county. He's like the most strict sheriff on the planet, and even he still can't make a dent in this shit. Maybe he's terrible. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. The, the the jury's out. But with that being said, every time something goes awry, he's the first one to be on TV and presenting his case and showing people's mugshots and showing this and showing that and this did 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 well. What happened to the presumption of innocence before guilt? Now, I'm not saying that they're innocent, but isn't it a weird move for a sheriff in every situation to just get on there and blast these people and blast mugshots? And again, some situations, they're 100% certainty. Yeah. There's, but I have seen situations, I can't think of them off the top, but there has been situations where he'll present his side to the public to make his, himself look great and to make him, mm. his sheriff's office look awesome. But when that person technically is innocent. And it's not really his job to decide if this person is, you know, right. deserving of the gas chamber. Yeah. You know, there's a weird thing there. But the cops just love, you know, they, lo- they, they lo- love wins. They love wins. Got to get wins. And that's why it's like, you know, people think. You know, it's all about wins. It's like you could be up on a murder charge and you could be innocent, but the guy who's trying to convict you, he don't give a shit if you did it or not. He needs a win to keep his job. So, yeah, it's it's, it's wins a, and losses. It's, a, it's it's much like a head coach of an NFL team. It's a scary, scary proposition. It sure is. Oh, I do. I do have to give you my advice. My, my, my advice, you know, as, as we... 
I'm so scared about this. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. It's, I'm nervous it, about this. It's a small thing, but I, I don't know if most people know this. When you get older, you, your eyesight starts going, most people, your eyesight starts going, and you know you look in the mirror, you think you look great. You think you look great, Matt. But the only way that you know if you look okay is if you get a magnifying mirror. Do you have a magnifying mirror? Yes. Okay. Then you're okay. No, I'm not okay because I don't look in it because I, I, this very reason. <laughs> but it's like, if, like, I look, you know, I get a magnifying and every day I look in it and say, oh, I got to get rid of that. I got to get rid of that hair that's growing out on my forehead. <laughs> I got to get, oh, there's hair on my ear. You got, and because I was, I was with like somebody who's like a little older than me recently and I'm looking at them and they got this hair in their nose <laughs> and it's like a forest coming out and I was like, they, they don't know. They don't even know it's there because they look in the mirror with their 70-year-old eyes and they don't see it. It's you, not the 50X magnifying you got to get the 50X so you can look at yourself and go, oh, my God, what have I been subjecting people to? And it's, you just got to do some plucking. You just need to pluck when you're older. I try. It's not a feminine thing. I try to do the nose <laughs> clippers. And so I don't have hair out the ears yet. My, uh, my hair grows in like out of my, like just my cartilage. <laughs> just out of nowhere just a random a, you might want to check your you want to check I, your ears i will have a random chest hair pop out that'll be like nine inches long just a random gray chest hair and you there's no, it doesn't like it's it's not popping back in the same spot it'll just like randomly like a teen wolf sort it's of a rogue state. it's a rogue it's, it's a rogue hair totally rogue and and i kind of like sometimes like to leave it there because i'm going that's amazing and i'll just kind of Kind of pluck it a little bit, right? Kind of cool. Strum yeah, They have a different texture. They're, they're, they get more wired. Coarse. They're more they're coarse. <laughs> yes. Coarse. Like, like somebody, yeah. somebody glued a piano wire to my chest. That's so th- Navy 2000 birthday bets, as well as Kevin JK and Sean Raz, $10 on Whoa! PayPal. I'm so excited that you spent your birthday doing the Mike and Matt show. <laughs> I wouldn't have it any other way. And your advice is sound. Um, you got to, you got to, you got to. What's up, Buzzy? You got to check, you know, you, you got hairs, the, they, things that grow. Why don't you do the Botox thing? Why don't you do oh, like I the, can, you the know, hair laser thing, no. all that stuff? I mean, my hair's out of control tonight, but a little frantic day. But I got the Ronald Reagan hair, and that's all I'm going with. It's like, I don't care if I look old. I would never do anything. I would never pay a dime to not make myself. I mean, I, I work out. Mm-hmm. That's what I can do. I can work. I look, I'm in better shape. I would imagine than 80% of people my age. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to go to the plastic surgeon. I'm going to be fit. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, the plastic, plastic surgeon is pretty cool too. Like I haven't done it, but, uh, I haven't discounted it either. I don't care. Now like, I, I, I like Donna doesn't care if I'm getting wrinkled. Like the hair thing, right? Like I'm not worried about that. People go, oh, oh, hey, you're losing your hair. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I am. Like that's a, I don't care about that at all. Yeah. For some reason, I think I'm overpassed. Care about the wrinkles? Man, some days I do. Some days, <laughs> yeah. like you know, the forehead and stuff. But I also don't necessarily want rat poison shot into my face. <laughs> so it's kind of a trade off. And I think as I thought dudes, it was Agent Orange. <laughs> better not be no it's some it's botulism yeah it's it's, it's botulism it's rat, yeah. some sort of rat poison. but with that being said i don't you know am, is it high on my priority list no am i gonna get botox or pay off my mortgage i'm gonna pay off my mortgage yeah you know there's priorities where every time i go ah, maybe i could do this or do that and then i go 
No, I got, I got like, you know, other things to worry about. That's not on my priority list. But if I was a millionaire, if I won the lotto, maybe I'd, maybe I'd try to present a little better. Like for like, for my OnlyFans, it only matters that I'm fit. <laughs> and then I'm going to wear like a bag over I, my head. I think you are going to do OnlyFans because you've mentioned it a few times. It's such easy money. Sexy, like the sexy grandpa niche has not been totally filled, I think. So you got to get in. You got to get in at the ground floor, Matt. But (laughs) (laughs) that didn't come out right. Hold on. That didn't come out right. I was thinking thinking about somebody else that was on OnlyFans and that that maybe do a thing. You see, I don't understand. There's like the, is there a market? For unattractive people having sex on OnlyFans, is you can make a, like a living if you're unattractive. You're like got a pot belly and getting up there in age. It's a and great, you're having sex. Is that pe- people want to see? It's that? a great question, and I don't have I a understand. I don't have a good answer for it. I mean, I'm sure there's some outliers. There's some freaks out there that like that. I'm sure. But isn't there a thousand unattractive couples out there? Banging? Way more. <laughs> A hundred thousand, yeah, you know. This is like the Seinfeld episode. Like, what percentage of the population do you think is attractive? He's like, maybe two percent, maybe two percent. Yeah. So there's thousands of unattractive. Co- so how much money can you make? I don't know. Oh my god! Like, to, like, do you know? Are they still doing that? I said, I don't keep up on it. I, I was, I was like, I was like. In, Somebody that was... Uh, it was disgusting. Somebody that was following on Twitter was way into to trashing what they were doing. Sketchy? So, yeah. So sketchy! Was, so sketchy was, sketchy was doing it. And I was... And then he kind of... He lost interest. Like, all the... <laughs> <laughs> Even the biggest detractor was like, ah, this is, this is not good. This is gross. I, I think I solved it. <laughs> Even their biggest... <laughs> Oh, that's what happened. Yeah, see, yeah. It's like, I I can't do this anymore. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God, that's funny. Dude, a couple years ago when we chatted, and and that dude, Sketchy, was doing those podcasts. And I I told you before, I go, I was in a Sketchy Press Vortex because his stuff was hilarious. It it captivated me. (laughs) And then he reached out to me, and he goes, Hey man, you want to come on the show? And I'm like, I think I, I, I think I responded. I just told him no thanks. <laughs> even even if he wanted to keep it nice and and friendly, it's still not something I just wanted to partake yeah, in at the yeah. time. But goddamn, I appreciated that guy's work. <laughs> him, I yeah, was... Ludlow. I mean, the work of some of these trolls is really to be commended. <laughs> yep. Um, I wouldn't know personally if I had trolls right now because I don't really. To check the stuff, which is probably better off, right? Because if there's... It's best. Yeah. So for my (laughs) mental sanity, I'm just not going to look. But the sketchy press stuff was great. Oh, my God. Such a bizarre story. Which part? Everything. The the, the Brent stuff. It's like, how do you, you you know, you go from being on Stern (laughs) and, uh, okay, so you leave. But the world is full of Stern outcasts. Who are still making bank because they were on Stern, you know? Like, you know, all those people are making, you know, they still do appearances and stuff. Wait, who's making bank, though? Whack Packers. Not, I mean, not bank, but they're making money. So there's still people like, still Whack Packers who make money, you know, going, you know, to appearances and stuff. And if you have the Stern rub, 
Like I, you should be able to maintain some kind of audience mm. to at least make it. But he, he, his show was so bad that he had to ditch it. Like after eight months, it was just so bad. It was him and his wife would get drunk and just rant at people. You know how you know. Oh, how I remember. Yeah, they, they, I, I, these guys. You know, they're just. I, think, I got sent a clip <laughs> of them uh, saying something about me, and and she said something about me, but then. I got the clip of her doing some sort of yoga workout and I just reposted oh my it. God. And I mean, I la- to this day, I could oh pull up God. that clip and laugh and oh, laugh. I forgot and about laugh. that one, but I saw it. Oh my God, it's just terrible. It's just got awful. And, you know, to each their own, but don't, here's my thing just don't pretend to be better than, than, than that because you, you're not, right? Like, who's, like, I don't know. I don't like when people pretend to be better. And you know what happened? Or like, pretend to be smarter. You know what happened with that with that thing is okay. So Brent, you know, he comes back into town. He's fired, and he wants to have lunch with me and Donna. And he's like, "Hey, you know, I want you to be a part of my channel." And I'm like, "Sure." <laughs> I, you, you know me. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like. <laughs> That's the most passive aggressive answer. Next week when we when we when we sit down to do this, and I reach out to you and be like, "Hey, is Wednesday good?" And you go, "Sure." But you know, I'm like you know, I'll, I'll, sure I'll be I'll be on your you know. Sure. I've I've done shows with Brent. I know you know I can make good content with almost anybody. He's fine, you know. I, I said sure I'll I'll help you out. And plus I'm thinking well you know he's got Stern listeners and help me build my channel. You get some rub, yeah. And I, I guarantee this is what happened. You know he's like he you know he you know and he's he's when we're lunch he's like I'm doing so much stuff on my channel I'm beach volleyball tournaments you know all this stuff beach volleyball <laughs> tournaments don't ask me and so he's doing all this stuff and I guarantee you you know he went to see the fat man and the fat man said whatever you do don't put him on your stream because he knows that I would have taken all those listeners yeah. and made them my listeners. I see. <laughs> okay. So that's what happened. And then like a couple of weeks ago, I said, hey, Brent. What? Brent? <laughs> Brent? So he, he didn't answer or call back or did he text? He was just, he kind of blew, blew me off a couple of times. Like, oh, yeah, we'll have you on. I'm like, we'll have you on. Yeah, I thought you were going to be a part and of I it. I saw 25 cent on there. I was like, you have mm. a 25 cent on? Not me. Oh, I get what's going on. I got the kibosh. Interesting. I got the, by the fat man because then he was on the fat man show promoting his thing before it went kabunk and, and he had to you know do porn do porn <laughs> amateur porn <laughs> with strangers it seems like an odd way to conduct a marriage but but I have no idea what he, if it's still going on it's like can you make a and how if you oh, I don't know to me like I love doing like we're doing we're doing this I love doing this but to me, like having sex with strangers once a week for like the rest of my life would be, oh my God. Oh, and the- oh my God. Some guy's coming over to screw my wife again. Yeah. Oh. And do you want it oh. just to get over with? Or do you actually want good angles to where you become a director? You're like, hot. Can we do that again? Can we can we reposition? Let me let me reposition the camera. Like, do you get that in depth or are you just filming and going, just let it be over? Just, just please. That's just yeah. That's what I'm thinking. I mean, look. I think if you're making like you know seven hundred fifty thousand dollars a year, you're like, I need another angle. Like, no, but I think <laughs> this angle. That yeah. <laughs> but I think now you're just like ah. yeah. You're numb to it. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's fun. 
Oh, it can't. It's got to be. What a bizarre story. It's what a bizarre story. It's so bizarre. There's, I mean, there's a lot to unpack there. I mean, there's a lot to unpack with all of us, I'm sure, right? But that particular case is intriguing. But, and, you know, Brent Hatley's talent was he was able to worm himself into almost any situation. He, he totally wormed himself into the Bubba show. He was the producer for, for um, Ron... Ron Diaz. Ron yep. Diaz mm-hmm. in the same building, and he totally wormed himself into uh, becoming the producer to the Bubba Lutzman show. Yeah, he, he continually talked trash about Cowhead, <laughs> like nonstop <laughs> until... And, it, and it um, had, it, it, I, I firmly believe it did weigh in on the decision... Mm-hmm. That eventually happened to, to make that change, and uh, and yeah, and all of a sudden he's on the show, and everybody's like, "That guy, what happened? That really? Okay, all right." I think I did a Clem's Creek on that. Cowhead is replaced by a laughing maniac, <laughs> <laughs> and I had Brent come in there and laugh. <laughs> it really was a strange set of circumstances, and then he wormed himself into the Howard Stern show. Through, I would love to see that guy's <laughs> resume. I mean, a real resume, not the one he puts out, like a real actual truth resume and and one of giving, you know how you have to give references, right? Real (laughs) references. People like you that know, like like a real reference, right? Like, where where does that sit? Um, Yeah, because, I mean, he could put Howard Stern on his next resume as a reference, but nobody's going to call Howard. No, You know, you just... You just kind of trust it. So I think, I, I, I don't even know what happened with that situation. I imagine people just got sick of that, sick of the sick of that, and was like, got to get him out of here. He's too much. Yeah, yeah, I don't know either. I would have, Sketchy Press might know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he might, he That's, probably knows he might, better, he might. Than, better than both of us. Um, I don't know. I, I know that, that, that Lady Marcy Turk took over up there on the Stern Channel, and it was a, a a whole contentious thing between a lot of the staffers and obviously Howard seems to have changed. I mean, if you look at the, the news this past week and the, the night and day the direction, it's very, it's odd. It's unseemly. See, I, I see like yeah. as a radio guy, it's odd. It, yeah. You know, you know me, I'm, I'm, I'm not a conformist and I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm just a dick. So I was like sending some stuff to Howard and his writers and like, you know, they were like saying, oh, you know, we could use this or you know, something, you know, they act like they would use some of my stuff. And then he got, he, I could start hearing him with all this wokeism and all this leftism and all. It's like, that's, Howard Stern was anti-establishment. Does, it, does no one know what anti-establishment, the left, that was their core belief is anti-establishment. And now the left has become the establishment. And Howard Stern has become the establishment, and it disgusts me. So I would just send him songs, Trash and Stern, because that's how I, because that's how I roll. <laughs> I took that for bridge. your consideration. <laughs> Attach. Yeah, I took that. I took that bridge and burned it, and said, ah, "Fuck it, I don't want you know, I don't want to work for somebody like that." Yeah. You just, you, 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 how much money do you have to have where you can't be true to yourself? I'm true to myself, and I don't have near the money Howard Stern does, and I would rather stay true to myself than sell out. I would sell out, but <laughs> that's it, I would sell out based on necessity. 
Yeah. Like if I if I like if I was making say I was making five hundred thousand dollars a year and somebody offered me a million to sell out, I say no, man, I got five hundred thousand dollars a year. You fucking million, you can shove it up your ass. Mm-hmm. But he's someone his with his wealth who can just completely sell his soul out. It disgusts me. Or does he firmly believe it? Again, yeah. it goes no. back to that thing. He, he's a he's, phony. He's yeah, a, yeah, he's a big phony. I, I I would tell you the two radio personalities that I. Uh, admire and I haven't listened in a while and I know okay one would be Jason Ellis okay Jason Ellis that dude is talented he was funny he was he was on point he was hilarious and from my understanding he was let go by Sirius XM a few years ago and he's doing his thing on YouTube and um you know I I wish that dude nothing but the best right but Jason Ellis to me was a premier talent one that almost prolific in some regard, right? Like there was a lot of, there was a lot there that could be groomed and, 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 and let that guy shine. Yeah. Right. And the other one, and I think he's still on Sirius XM who I think might be my favorite of all time. And I think I've only met him one time. Rude Jude. Rude Jude is the funniest <laughs> motherfucker you will ever hear. He's just a, a, like, I don't know. He's just a white dude. He's like, I don't think like, I, I've never heard any of anything that he's done. Look him up on YouTube. Like there's, but those are the thing. These are the, like the sleepers and he's on shade 45, right? So he's, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. on the hip hop channel up there and stuff like that, but he's been on there for a number of years. But like, if you, there's certain guys like that, that they don't have the, it's not the cachet of Howard Stern, right? It's not yeah. the name value, mm-hmm. but I'll tell you what, if you listen to him, you're going to sure as shit, enjoy them. Like you will enjoy their thoughts. You will enjoy what they're wrapping into. You will enjoy kind of they'll envelop you in this in this persona, which is cool. Like it doesn't always have to be this like they already oh it has to be these top three personalities. It's gotta be, you know, Stern or I don't even know what the you know what, what, whatever it would be. Now right? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what Dave Ramsey. <laughs> Charlemagne the God. <laughs> you know, yeah, there's certain but like there's a whole other level of talent that's not bubbled up to the top top it's not stern level but it's really good funny stuff is jason ellis is he doing well now i have no clue i i know he's doing doing a youtube deal he's doing a patreon thing i could be incorrect i'm not sure but i man i've thought many times about that guy because if i was a local market right and when he got let go from sirius xm if i was a local market i would have hired that guy in a heartbeat put him in morning said hey look dude do whatever you want. Don't be as dirty. Let's just not cuss. Don't be as dirty. But you do good interviews. You got great thought process. And people love Australian people accents. People love they Australian love, accents. Let um, it eat. I don't think there's I I don't think there's anybody thinking that with that mentality. Agreed. I think it's a complete like in the entertainment radio, especially the radio industry, they're all just like they don't want any any controversy at all. Yeah. It's, it's disgusting. The it's disgusting. It enrages me. You know, like the guys like Lenny Bruce back in the day, George Carlin. People push the envelope. That that's what a society has. They have people who push the envelope and they push it until they're told don't push anymore. Then they stop and then they come back and try to push it some more. Yeah, it's just the way it's supposed to be. It's, it's not that way anymore. That's a bad sign, I think, for for a country. Yeah, I I agree. Yeah, I mean, I, but yeah, if I was if I was L A. A, a station in L A. I would have hired Ellis for mornings. Just done, done. Get in there, do your thing, and let's let's hope for the best, right? And then Rude Jude, same thing. I would hire that guy for 
mornings on a hip hop station or afternoons, like like legit roll him out, syndicate him. He's that good. I don't know if he has interest in it. I'm sure he's got a cushy gig at Shade Four Five. Yeah. But, the, but again, there's <laughs> levels of talent there that are really cool. And then you've got you go back to guys like Brent starting his channel and having the stern rub and just because you don't have the sauce, you don't have the right. secret sauce. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. I'm, I'm getting off on a little radio tangent. I got little inner thoughts going on. We didn't. We didn't even get to. Oh no. We didn't get to. Uh, Usher being the, the, the part of the uh, Super Bowl, or Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Well, Usher, he's got herpes. Does he? <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> God damn it. Would have been. I mean, I don't, like, I've, Usher's fine, I'll, you know, like, that's like an <laughs> iconic song, yeah, but I don't, I don't know if you can go deep into the Usher and get all excited about Usher. He's got more hits than you think. That's the thing. It's the same thing with Smack That. Uh, hold on. Oh, wait, you can't play the songs on here. So no, like, it's a real fucking downer. He's got a lot Let of Let it hits. burn. Is that going to play that at the Super Bowl? Okay, then, you th- then he's got a ton of collaborations. Collab- he can have a ton of guest stars. And it's only like a 20-minute show? Yeah. I mean, uh, let it go. It's not, it's not the end of the world. I'm not, I, don't, I, don't, I really don't care. I would, as long as it's not Ice Spice, I'm, <clears throat> I'm happy with it. I know. And everybody goes, there was all the... Uh, all the, all the old white guys always do the same thing. There's never any rock bands. What happened to the rock? It's like, yeah, because there's... Why would you? Like, I think the last rock band I saw play a halftime was like Creed. And now Creed gets made fun of every year for their halftime performance when he was flying across the stadium. He was insane. Yeah, that too. Bruce Springsteen, not too long ago, was it? I don't know. Could have been a long time ago. I can't remember. I went to the Super Bowl here in Tampa years ago, and it was Aerosmith, which was a good show. But, I mean, rock band, like, what's the majority of folks want to see now? Probably not a rock band. Probably not. No, rock is dead. Like, you're talking new. Who's the... The Red Hot Chili Peppers would be the newest band, and they're they're in their sixties. Disturbed, you know what's he going to go out there and go ah, you know, and do that whole whole thing again? Like, it's like there's a couple of old, band, old relatively old bands like Disturbed and Godsmack who are trying to keep it going, but they're like, no, nah, we just can't do it. I mean, Shinedown's great, but is Shinedown really a contender no. to play the halftime at the no. Super Bowl? No, like there's just there's not a lot of talent out there that has the, the catalog it's true man i watched the mtv video music awards me and donna and aside from it being half latin which you know i don't really care about music that i can't understand um it, it was all all rap and rap music does not translate live mm-hmm. you know if you if you like rap fine and you could say some rap's great excuse me but Live, it's dog shit. I saw like Ludacris at the after the Rays game, and it's just like, yeah, you, you're lip syncing. You, all you got's a guy. You don't have a band, you know. Make some noise. You got one guy doing this, and you got you talking fast, and it's like, you know, it's like I guess like, there used to be like drummer, he's a drummer in the cage, in the cage, and there's like the guitar. The Latin music cracks me up because <clears throat> remember the the old organs. If you're if you're a kid, you'd purchase that organ <laughs> from the store and have the sample on there. Yeah, and it, just the basic beat, and that's every Latin <laughs> song out there. And people will go because they'll go here it goes again, and they'll go no, that's not it. I go listen, it's this. <clears throat> <laughs> 
It's that oh, whole. I like it. What was that? I like that. One. Demo A on the <laughs> on the Casio. Demo A on keyboard. the Casio. I probably have it in there. And it would just go. You could do that to every Latin pop song out there. It's the same thing. Excuse me, uh, Matthew. That's now labeled Afrobeats. Oh, oh, you Afro. get a specific award. <laughs> Another banger. Yeah. With Bad Bunny and. Bad Bunny can wrestle. Watch the world come and tow with a Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny can wrestle. Did you see him can wrestle? He? Oh my God! He 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 did. You know they do uh, like a superstar, like a guest spot from some musician, usually for WrestleMania every year. They'll bring yeah. on somebody. They brought in Bad Bunny, dude. That that guy was doing very well to the point where I'd heard a rumor that he'd moved to Orlando. And went to wrestling school. <laughs> what, yeah, literally took it so seriously. Like he 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 rented a house up there and was training for like six months because he wasn't he wasn't about to make himself look bad. And he's genuinely, I guess, a fan of the sport or whatever. And, and but his moves, he actually pulled them off. Now he looked tiny because the, the big guys around him, but yeah. but he did well. I was I was pleasantly surprised. I think uh, Logan Paul did that too, and he, like I've saw I've seen some of the highlights of Logan Paul, and I don't Athletic. particularly care for Logan Paul, but I was like, that guy learned he he did some shit. You know, he learned he learned some. I mean, doing these you know flips off the top rope and shit, and that's that can't be easy. That, that double gotta midair be, clothesline it's got to take a lot of practice. Oh my god! And I like I refereed a match, you know, stupid fake wrestling match uh, when I was at the Power Pig between uh, Jason Dixon and the Lobster Boy, <laughs> who was a guy with no legs and the lobster claw hands. Just when you think your career couldn't get worse, <laughs> we want you to ref a match between uh, Jason Dixon and the Lobster Boy. Yep. And so, so I go in the, we go to practice and I'm going to go in the ring, you know, so I'm like, well, let me feel this ring out. Let me go against the ropes. And, you know, I go like, I'm going to do one of those bouncy things. And it's like, those things are steel cables. And I was just like, and I didn't go anywhere. And then, you know, somebody threw me on the ground because it's like the referee's going to get knocked out. I was like going on, on freaking concrete. I was like, how do these guys do it? It's no, it's no joke. Who won the match? Was it Uh, Dixon or Lobster? Oh my God. I don't even remember. It was a, I, I, re, I repressed it. I repressed that part of my life, man. I remember Lobster Boy coming into the studio, <sighs> which was about the weirdest thing I've ever seen because I was you know, younger yeah. and I just heard about Lobster Boy. But I remember we had these chairs that were high up. <laughs> so it wasn't, it wasn't like these... It was like... Yeah, they, they yeah. were high Higher up. Chair. I don't know what, what to say. Because the that. studio... Yeah, like, the console like was up high. Like to that. So he comes in... <laughs> And he lobstered his way up to that chair. I was going to offer to help him. Like, hey, let me, you know, you need help getting in the chair. Yeah. Man, that dude was self-sufficient. He yeah. lobstered his way up there, sat in the chair, grabbed the microphone, got all set up, had his headphones. He was on point. And he was strong as shit because that's no easy feat. I mean, at least. I, mean, I guess it, when you've been doing it since you were two years old, it's not a big deal. Lobster. Did he kill his father? Oh, see, I can't. No, allegedly, is that what it was? See, I can't, I, or somebody else killed he, his father? Uh, like they lobster had, man died, right? Lobster man who was the same way with no legs and, and a lobster claws, and he was like they had a, like video of him going, I'm, "I'm gonna kill you guys," like a real asshole or something. <laughs> Which, if you're the girl who's sleeping with lobster man, it's like, I mean, what are the ch- look? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are the chances the kid's gonna come out the same? Exactly, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. 
That had to be a like, shock. Like if you're like Mrs. Lobster Man, like you know when when Lobster Man comes, like he's like you know we're gonna have some we're gonna have some foreplay here. Like this, is that a turn on? Like is that like? But you get used to it, I guess. I mean, she had to be a carny, right? Like. She yeah I mean, she had she had the world's biggest pubic hair or something she, <laughs> there was something wrong with her <laughs> something biggest just one just one giant one. <laughs> oh uh, uh, there's another story we can't we can't even end the show tonight we just can't stop the show uh, I'm, so I'm working for MJ Kelly and yep. the lo- it's a lobster boy thing, you know it's a big to do and I came out with a song to John Denver's thank God I'm a country boy thank God I'm a lobster boy. And people loved it. And the AM, like AM 970, are like, we want the lo- we got to hear the Lobster Boy. And MJ couldn't take it. And the next day, he comes in with Lobster Boy's greatest hits. And so he did his own bit. Oh. It's like he's, he's such an egomaniac. He couldn't stand that I had done something that, because it was always, everything was his idea. And, you know, I want you to do, you know, MJ Kelly, I want you to do this. And the, ah, <laughs> he'd laugh at his own jokes. I, I, uh, Donna could avow, I, like, she'd go, it's MJ, and hand me the phone. This is back when we didn't have cell phones. Yeah. And I'd be like, hey, and he's, I've got an idea for a bit. Blah, 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 blah. Ah! <laughs> and I'd just be, like, looking at Donna going, I fucking hate this guy. <laughs> fucking hate him. <laughs> what? But were any of his ideas? Ever no, really? ever, never okay. good, never good. Oh no! Like bu- you know, Bubba would give me ideas, and I would say like it's a fifty percent hit rate. You know, he had plenty of good ideas, plenty of bad ones, but you know, yeah, MJ never had it. <sighs> first time I met that guy, we had to go to Gasparilla with him when he was coming down to. You know, they first hired him, and I, you know, I was just like, oh, I hate this guy. <laughs> you know, you think you, you know, some it's. You're you're anticipating. You're nervous. Here's the new morning guy. Here's your new boss, and you're like, Bleh. yeah, because you want to get along. Yeah, I want to do a good. Deal. Yeah, yeah, you want to you want to uh, have that chemistry. And they offered at the time, they offered me forty thousand, which was nineteen ninety five. Okay, that's got to be what? That's going to be the equivalent of eighty now. I mean, I, I, probably, probably you know, seventy or eighty. Yeah. and I. And I was like, no, I'm going to Iowa to do my own thing because I got to get out of here. <laughs> that was, I, was, I was making 19000 They offered me forty. I was going to double my salary. I was like, nah. I never, I never even considered it. I was like, Pfft. dude, my I first, hate this guy. My first gig, I got paid seven. When I finally got paid, it was $17,000. And then uh, they came up to me uh, you, you know, a while later and they go, all right, we want you to do overnights also. So do overnights and mornings. We're gonna give you ten thousand dollars more. That. So I was That's making a tough gig, man. Oh, I was making twenty seven thousand dollars, and I was going to work at about eleven o'clock at night. Leaving That's work about at two in the afternoon. Brutal. After all That's the prep, brutal. It was awful. And then I'd go home and sleep, and wake up and do it all over again. And then the weekend, I'd do <laughs> club gigs and eat ecstasy, and and then do pill roulette, and then do it all over again. Uh. Uh, but I was like, I have to make that money. I can't not turn down the ten thousand dollars a year. And even that—that that sucks ass. That that shift and that bullshit sucks. But oh. also, it's it's way better than working for a living. It yeah. is, you know, it is. I was working at that time. I just overnight. I mean, that's just a lot of. I've done I've done the overnights going into mornings before, and it blows. And I had to watch. I had to babysit a couple stations. So like, I would babysit the classic <laughs> rock station next yeah. door. Also, so I'm on air. 
at the rock station. I'm babysitting the classic rock. And whenever that one went off air, I didn't know anything about classic rock at the time. All, all <laughs> I knew is it was CDs and you had to pop them in and, you yeah. know, hit, and I'm going, okay. Only thing I know is Steve Miller band, the Joker. So that would be my go-to. And I'd pop that thing in. I was like, all right, I got six and a half minutes to figure out what is going to happen. <laughs> what's offline yeah. how do we get station back on air like you know there there was two records it was like steve miller band the joker and then oh gosh there was come like, on come some on some other like eagles track or some like there was three go-to songs eventually that i had you can't I, go wrong with the joker or the eagles people are going to be happy it's great it was, yeah actually just dead air is better but if ever i hear ever i hear dead air on the it keeps you tuned in. I'm like, I'm going to keep tuning back in. Did they fix the dead air? Yeah. What are these jackasses doing? <laughs> it doesn't keep you tuned in. That's like us. When we go take a break here, then a bit runs out. Eh, you we're know. like, eh. You know, I, you know. A little dead air. I don't even worry about it. I'm either. not worried it's about like, it. I'm, you know, do you know how hard it is to pretend you're running a radio station on one computer? Do you know how fucking, you know, because like if. Like, if you want to full screen something, let everybody see the full screen. You can't do anything on this computer. Oh, we got to get you another monitor. <laughs> I do. Yeah. Look, I, I just learned this one monitor. I, I know. I, I get it. I, I mean, get it. I got to pull the plug. I got to pee. All right. I, well, I'd like to go all night long and talk about... It's your birthday. Talk you got about stuff to Travis do. Kelsey and Taylor Swift and other things, but uh, we've given you too much as it is. It's too much. Happy birthday. Thank you very much, Matt. And thank you for coming. On my birthday. And oh uh, we will uh, see you again next week. God, this show is it's so fucking good, man. Well, when I text you next week and ask if you want to do it again, if you say sure, I'll, I'll know. Sure. sure. <laughs> I'm always up to help. I'm, sure. a good, I'm a good guy. Sure. All right. We'll see you for sure next week. Later. Take, take care. <laughs>